Episode 13, Race the Chalk. I'm Charles. I'm Dan. Man. I'm Trey. <laughs> What's going hey. on, Trey? What's going on, Trey? Uh, not much, man. Just just living. I'm at the dorms chilling. How y'all doing? <laughs> good, man. Good. Living Hanging the dream man. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, living the dream. Uh Dan, man, I feel like you know, we've been we've been so lucky, man, uh, these past few episodes because you know. T- tonight's episode is a real special guest that we have on, man. Uh, you know, as he just introduced himself, Trey Noble, uh, freshman out of Stonehill College. Uh, real, real, real special uh, for me as well because really knowing this this guy for a long time, uh, seeing his journey um, as a youngster, literally. So, you know, really want you know our viewers, our listeners to you know get to know Trey a lot more. Uh, on here man so let's just let's just get started let's just get started man uh you know let explain uh you know explain how this all became where you're at now man explain your childhood you know from you know where you were born and you know you know just growing up as a kid man yeah so i was originally born in dallas texas um and then shortly after that i was adopted my mom happened to, like my mom now happened to live in alaska it's kind of crazy a lot of people don't know that about me but yeah i lived in alaska for like two years my mom had a house out there. She still rents it out, but yeah, like I lived out there uh, my first two years of my life and then came back to Massachusetts with my family because my mom wanted me to meet all my cousins, aunts and uncles and stuff like that. So, you know, I got a chance to be with my family and then I've been living in the Metro Boston area ever since. And then growing up, like went to Wakefield schools, um, went there from, uh, I want to say first grade all the way up to junior year. And then I reclassed it another year, junior year. Um, at the River School in Weston, and that's where I really hit my stride. And then finished out my senior year. And now I'm at Stonehill, so that's just how how things worked out. But I'm glad it I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah, I mean, no. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I mean, you know, you know, let's stick to like when you was a kid, man. Like, you know, who did you look up to? Uh, you know, you know, as you just stated, man, you 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 were adopted, man, and that's. That's real. That's real. You know, humbling for a lot of our viewers and listeners, man. Because you know, that's really tough. You know, growing up as a kid, man. You know, yeah. um, and and just to see, you know, again where you're at now. You know, it, it really get more into depth with that if you if you if you can. Like, you know, I, I, you know, did you ever feel, you know, you know, weird about it? Did you feel, you know, sometimes lonely or just you know going with the flow of life where you just you know keep going and keep and keep being the best version of yourself. Yeah, so I mean, when I was younger, obviously uh, my mom got divorced before I was born, so never really grew up with a father figure in my house, but I had a lot of uncles around me um, and a lot of older high school kids that had watched me play, you know, growing up. So 
you know, they always leaned in, gave me advice here and there, but I always looked up to my uncles, uh, especially my uncle Michael. He's a sheriff in his town, so, you know, he really uh, took me under under his wing and, you know, showed me the way because uh, he has three kids as well. I have a pretty big family, so, you know, there's always been a family-oriented vibe. Like, everyone in my family is, like, really close with each other. You know, we talk on a daily, try to talk as, as much as we can with my cousins and, and all that stuff. So I looked up to a lot of people at a young age. So, you know, if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be me. Like, I wouldn't be who I am today. And, you know, sometimes I struggle with it, uh, just thinking about, like, where my, you know, where my real family is right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got to where I am today. And then, like, uh, I want to say, like, hopefully one day I could be able to meet my parents. But, you know, if that day doesn't come, like, I can just say that, you know, I made a, I made it go away from my life and, you know, I think my family is a big part of the reason why I made it to where I am today because they just kept motivating me, kept building me on my way. So, yeah, it's been a ride, but it's been a fun one. Now, I got I got something I want to ask. I pull up on the uh, Stonehill website. It gives <laughs> it gives it gives your height, gives your weight. I mean. There's no way you're five nine. I, I ran it through Charles earlier, and he's like, "No, he's more like five eight. I, what what's the true height here? I'm five nine, man. I'm five a, nine. I'm five nine. Five nine? Yeah. Oh I'm man. Five nine, one sixty. Man, oh. defensive back. I mean, yeah. all, I mean, I I watched the videos on Instagram and just, I mean, you playing basketball, and. I don't know if the camera adds a couple inches or not. But that's why I was like, there's no way he's 5'9". Absolutely not. I mean, what I, – I know you play basketball. I know you play football. Yeah. Uh, what – I mean, out of the two, which which do you prefer more? I mean, do you like do you like football or do you like basketball better? I mean, you could say both. <laughs> I mean, growing up, like, my first, my first love was football because my mom, like, put me out on the field. Like, she told me, like, before, she was like, I'll give you, like – you get three games. You gotta like if you if you don't like it after the three games, you can quit and try a different sport. But ever since I stepped on the field, it's been like that's always been my first love. Like I can remember just like going to games when I was younger, uh, really young, like kindergarten, first grade, getting a chance to play. But you know, I, I think around like seventh grade, eighth grade is when I really started taking basketball seriously. And then like ever since then, like I was always outside. Like I was always trying to get better, trying to get in the gym. Um, just work out. You know, I met Chuck like eighth grade. Uh, that's when I was like really taking basketball seriously. I was starting to hit my strides, like um, just skill wise, just trying to get better every day. So, you know, that's that's when I really started taking basketball seriously. But if I could pick one, I'd probably pick basketball just because love for the game is just different. Like, I, I, I got a love for the game. I'm always watching NBA, NCAA. Um, you know, anytime I get a chance to just, you know, with my brother too, sit down, watch the game, break it down. So yeah, my little brother, sixteen. Um, so yeah. Do you let him win? No. No. <laughs> yeah, who, who wins? Who wins in a one-on-one? You or Chuck? Yeah, I called you Chuck. That's the first time I called you. And, Chuck. and by the way, the last our, time our I called you Chuck too. Our, our <laughs> listeners and viewers, my, they're saying Chuck, and that's me. Uh, it's a Wakefield, Massachusetts thing. Uh, I used yeah. to work in Wakefield, Mass. So you know, they called me Chuck, um, and I had to uh, accept it. <laughs> hey. Well, go ahead. Me and Chuck, I'm winning that. Ooh. I'm winning that. I think you got the height advantage if you're actually he, five he, nine. You got him by like the height advantage. of a foot, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has the height advantage, but 
we had we've had a couple battles here and there, but you know, yes. uh my guy Trevor Man, like honestly, you know, just to just to see where he's uh start where he started and from where he is he is now, man, this guy's unstoppable uh when it comes to basketball. Uh fortunately I haven't seen him play football and I know he's even uh, a lot more of a beast in football as well. Uh but yeah, definitely one on one. He got me. He got me. Um uh, but you know, I'm getting ready for him this summer. He knows yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll post up on you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but one leg, a little shot. Like, <laughs> like I, can, I can take you guys in like knockout or horse or 21 <laughs> tips. I, I, I'm good with that. But one on one, I'm 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 probably like the last person down the court, you know, catching my breath every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, man. Down and run with us I'd be time. like that fat guy from the longest yard, the new one with Adam Sandler, like, yo, cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man, like go, let's 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 get back to it. Let's let, let's um, you know, for me, like I don't you, you know, I talk to you a lot and you know, I even hate to categorize, you know, your uh adopted mother, but I usually yeah. I just call her your real mother. Uh uh, going to to depth a little bit about how she has, you know, been a, a huge impact on your life. Yeah, I mean, growing up, obviously without a father, just like in the house, you know, I live with my grandmother too. Uh, those two are my rocks. Like I lean to them anytime I need advice or information because, like, you know, raising two kids on her own, like especially two boys on her own, being a woman, like that's like that takes a lot of takes a lot of guts, takes a lot of sacrifices. You know, sometimes she comes home, works in, working a double shift, and like seeing how hard she works just makes me want to go even harder. So, you know, just seeing how much work she puts in just to provide for us, like even at a young age, like I feel like I, I started to learn like what it takes to you know grow up because I feel like I had to be, I had to be more of a more of a father figure for my for my little brother just to you know make sure he's on the right path. So I think a lot of that came from my mother because she instilled a lot of me like a lot in me um, at a young age. Just, you know, follow the right path. Like, just be yourself and don't worry about what other people say. You know, if you're going to do something, put put 100%, 110%. In. Like, just, you know, keep going no matter what, no matter if it gets hard. Because I know she she works double shifts. Sometimes she's there all day, um, gets home, you know, falls asleep right away. Like, you know, just seeing that, seeing how hard she works, you know, it just makes me want to, you know, keep grinding, keep going harder, especially for my little brother, too, to show him the way, so. She's definitely my rock. I lean to her for for advice, anything like that. Especially my grandmother too. Um, you know, especially you know the hospitality they they gave me and my brother. You know, bringing us into the family, it felt like you know we were just born into it. So, like that's just a big part of my life. There, those two all been very close to me. Yeah, and 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 you know, still staying on the same topic with your uh, um, with your mother. Uh, you know, talk about you know uh if there was a challenge because you know like like you said you know you being adopted you and your brother um you know your mom is a a, a white woman and she she's raised two african american uh uh young men uh well how was that even growing up because uh, like i said man i i really you know i know you uh very well and i i tell i tell you all the time i really respect that part um uh, as well, because, you know, I know, I know your mom, she's, she's, she'll tell you how it is, man. You yes. know, she's, she's, yeah. she's, like you said, she's your, 
she's your rock and i see it you know what i mean um explain if that was a challenge or was it just a natural you know thing for you you know because that's that is your mom you know i mean growing up um obviously at a younger age didn't really pay attention to it that much um but yeah i definitely could see it around like uh especially you know like when i was younger middle school days um a lot of people thought that i just came from a from a black or african-american background they didn't see my mom until you know sometimes she'd come pick me up from school and they'd be like oh like your mom's way like i didn't know that and like you know i just had to share share with them you know what it was um but yeah like just seeing you know her being so strong to be able to welcome that because i know a lot of people you know would like take a little double take and be like oh like i didn't know that that was your mom or like that's like that's your family and stuff like that so you know uh, I respect you so much for taking that burden on, like taking that responsibility, especially in the times we're living in now. Um, she'll welcome that with open arms. And you know, she, I remember her telling me, she was like, I, I didn't care if you were blue. I didn't care if you were brown. Like I wanted I wanted to raise, you know, two boys to love and, and care for. So, you know, her being able to, you know, open up, like open up to that possibility and, you know, bring us in and, you know, just raise two kids on her own. Like that's just that shows them. Like that shows so much about how how real she is. And like she's not she's not scared to tell you how it is. Like she'll <laughs> she'll <laughs> yeah. Especially like you know like sometimes at restaurants, man. Like food ain't food ain't coming. Food ain't coming. Uh, food ain't coming <laughs> at the right time. Like she she gonna get on. Like she gonna get on the waitress waiter. You know, all that. All that. A typical Karen. She don't, <laughs> she don't want back. But I think that's that's part of the reason why I am why I am because like I don't want anything back either. And I think that's like, you know, if you see me, you see you see my mom too. So now I um I got a question here. Uh one somebody's watching right now just just wanted to bring it up. Uh I know you're a freshman in, in, in college right now. Uh ask Trey what he will do if sports don't work out. I mean, what do you what do you what are you going for right now? Uh, for your major, um, I'm majoring in healthcare um, administration. It's like a, it's more of like learning the business side of uh, the healthcare system, you know. Because I know, especially with COVID going on, like I know the world definitely needs like young um, and willing, you know, kids to come out of college and be able to, you know, dive right into the healthcare system because it, it needs needs our help right now. So. You know, that's like that's part of the reason why I want to, you know, learn about that system, see, you know, the different alleys of like healthcare and like how it can affect families that, you know, aren't insured or have health and health insurance, uh, different things like that. So but I also like want to be able to, you know, train athletes. Um, hopefully one day I want to be able to open up my own gym and just be able to train athletes because I remember growing up, um, I always went to this gym in Woburn, Mass, and uh, that's where I really, you know, develop like my basketball skills like from from the coaches and stuff like that just watching the older guys play so i mean just being able to you know recreate that environment you know but with my own type of spin on it would be you know a dream for sure to be able to you know give these kids an outlet be able to one day hopefully reach their dreams like i did so that's definitely like an alleyway i want to go to and that's like that's what i'm pushing for if sports don't work out yeah that's awesome and especially with all this crap going on right now (sighs) Man. And that was my that was my next question. How was, you know, talk a little bit about how COVID has affected you, you know, for socially, because, you know, uh, a couple of episodes, episodes uh, we interviewed uh, Cyrus uh, uh, and, uh, you know, 
we asked him, he's a college athlete as well. And, you know, talk about, you know, how that has affected you socially, because, you know, that's a big part of athletes in general, uh, because you have to mix it up mentally. You know, you have to be able to, you know, focus on your grind, focus on your craft, uh, focus on your, uh, your school work. Uh, but, you know, also have fun, you know, especially during college. Uh, those are the times where, you know, you really learn a lot about yourself and, and being in a social uh, environment is, is important. So, you know, explain how that has either been a positive or negative thing for you. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, like when COVID first hit, um, it hit me hard personally, just cause you know, the school I was at the river school was a very vibrant community, you know, very people oriented. Uh, a lot of people there, like, were very bright, you know, very energetic. So going to school every day, like it was fun. Cause I, you know, I'd see the guys go to practice, you know, and, you know, when COVID hit, we weren't able to, you know, get a bank or anything like that. So, I mean, it hit hard, but, um, you know, over time I was able to, you know, keep reaching out, you know, a little Zoom calls here and there with my friends, you know, sometimes we meet up, you know, try to stay six feet apart, especially when it was just had started. But, you know, going into college, like, um, you know, meeting people wasn't too hard just because I'm a social person, so I like to talk to a lot of people. But um, especially when we go back to the dorms, like, especially in the beginning, just, you know, you want to hang out with a lot of people. Like, you want to, like, meet people. You want to go out to different dorms. But, you know, obviously because of COVID, you can't really do that. So, you know, I, I became close with a lot of a lot of my friends over here in my dorm, um, especially my teammates. Um, there's a couple of my teammates that live here. Because, um, bro, I think freshmen, there's like 30 of us, 32. Uh, incoming freshmen on the football team. So I think there's like four or five in my dorm. So I think, you know, collectively, like we always go to, we always go to lifts. Um, we get food together, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's definitely a close knit bond, especially over here. You know, I met a lot of people um, over here, some of my best friends um, so far in college, but I think it's, it's a little challenging at times because you want to be able to go branch out and meet new people all the time, but you know, Sometimes you just gotta be able to, you know, let that let that slide. But uh, you know, on social media, try to we try to make sure we have Zoom calls with our teammates, make sure to check up on them, see how they're doing. But yeah, for the most part, it's been like it's been a little tough, but find a way around it. You know, try and do try and do whatever you can. Mm. At least you look at. I mean, not, not to make a joke out of it, but at least you're not gonna get that. You know, freshman fifteen. Uh, you know, putting putting that fifteen pounds on <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> right. I, I, th- I think the sophomore year is going to go a little bit harder, but you know, yeah. hopefully it gets better. I mean, you know, just just listening to what you've been what you've been doing, you know, just um, I'd say just you know, things are going to get better. It's just I couldn't imagine you know looking forward to going to college and then all of a sudden you're going to college during a pandemic and you know it's like this is supposed to be my best years of my life. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't really make new friends. I can't do this, that, and the other, you know, but I mean, you got your teammates, you know, you guys, you guys yeah. play some pickup ball or, or yeah, you, for sure. you're out on the field all the time Yeah, for sure. outside we of practice. To, we try to get on the field as much as possible. You know, a lot of people will hit up the group chats, be like, uh, you know, pull up to the courts outside, you know, just shoot around a little bit, play a little five on five just with the teammates. Like, it's obviously funny, like, being a basketball player and watching football players play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. No, no, usually, like, I'm used to going hard, you know, five on five with just, like, real competition. But, you know, you know, sometimes you got to, like, take a step back and just witness, you know, them trying to shoot, you know, trying to shoot the ball goes over the rim. 
and then Barco drove it <laughs> over the backboard trying to shoot a layup. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Like it's definitely fun because like those guys are a bunch of bunch of goons. Like they they like to they like to have fun. You know, like it's like yeah, it's, it's definitely fun hanging out with them. Like the uh, crack jokes and stuff like that. When we're on, when we're on the field together. It's all business, you know. Sometimes you get in with, the, with your brothers, but you know, after at the end of the day, like as soon as you step off the field, we're all the same. Like we're all on the same team, same goal. So it's fun just being around them because you know it's it's crazy that you can go with like being face to face. You know, like getting aggressive with like you know, especially wide receivers. Like I'm like I'm guarding my wide receivers. Some some of my friends are wide receivers too. So you know, you know, seeing them every day and then going up against them in practice and stuff like that is a different different vibe but then after that you know crack a joke you know saying like i got you on this play i got you on that play. <laughs> like, right it shows up in film so you know people are going people are going to be like oh yeah watch play 27 i got you on a, i got you on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, that's fun. yeah 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 and uh, and and that's and that's interesting we're talking about that because you know my my next question for you is you know explain the different type of emotions you you go through uh, when it comes to basketball and football. It, is yeah. is there a lot of similarities, or is it just you know you see a different, a major difference when it comes to basketball and football? When it comes to competing and just the the natural uh, emotion, because you score a touchdown, you get an interception. That's a different type of feeling. You score yeah. a basket, you dunk on somebody, you hit a game winner, or something like like what is what is what is like I said, what is the difference or the similarities when it comes to both sports? Uh, for like basketball, I mean, you know, both sports, I, I approach it the same. Like I, I approach, you know, I'm a, I'm a selfless person. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to do my job, make sure, you know, I'm uplifting my teammates wherever I'm at just to make sure, you know, we're all on the same page. But for basketball, I think it's more of like I'm more quiet on the basketball floor. Like I feel like I, I let my game talk and I just like I, I try and do, you know, what I do best. Um, I try and take the right shots, make sure. You know, my teammates are getting looks too, so because it's fun when everyone's scoring too. It's fun when everyone's getting involved and stuff like that. Because then, then you get the flow going. Everyone's, you know, everyone's talking smack. Everyone started clapping and all that stuff. But there's, there's just nothing like getting ready for a football game, man. Like just putting on the pads and stuff like that. You know, especially like you got dudes in the back like headbutting with their, with their, with their helmet for <laughs> the games. Just getting crazy. Like, eye black, eye black, looking crazy. Like I've seen, I've seen some of the craziest like eye black. Um, traditions like ever <laughs> i've seen people like people put the whole like the whole thing over their eyes like coming down like that i've seen like the crosses i've seen x's i've seen like i've seen it all like i've seen like some native american type tribe like <laughs> yeah i mean yeah going into like going into football game because like obviously it's where my physical you know what i'm saying like the people like, the person in front of you is like literally trying to go through you so I mean, like it's yeah. different. Like he's trying to he's trying to score a touchdown, or if you're on the offensive end, you're trying to score on him. So it's like it's one on one out there, especially when you get the ball in the open field. It's like it's one on one. I mean, same thing with basketball. You know, if you get into isolation like situations, but basketball is so fast paced that like you know one bad play is not gonna like you might not dwell on one bad play, but one bad play could be like the the difference in a football game. Like you get beat mm -hmm. on a you get beat on a deep pass, uh, like you know fourth down, close game, game on the line. Like it could be the difference of the game, and obviously, like basketball comes down to possessions, you know. But basketball's a game of runs. Like it's it's kind of harder to go on a run in football, you know, because like you got to score a touchdown, get get the ball back, score again. So it's a lot slower game. So you know, the way I approach the game is a, lot, a little different for each sport. Wow. Now was was Stonehill your first choice? 
Um, I was looking at Stonehill and Assumption. Those are my two. Um, oh yeah. I was looking at Holy Cross and UNH. I went to their I went to their camps over there. Uh, I like the coaches at at both schools, but I think Stonehill gave me the best opportunity. You know, academic wise and uh, athletic wise, you know, really flourish. So. And I saw the campus. Campus is beautiful over here, so it was a no-brainer for me after I stepped foot on the campus. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of uh, like a lot of the big athletes we see now in 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 college sports, they start out, you know, unless they they've gone to like this elite high school or they know somebody, you know, within an organization, you know, they go to those D one schools. But I see a lot of a lot of other guys, you know, they start younger. They start smaller schools and then work their way up. And then I got another, I got another uh, thing here, you know, in a dream scenario, how would your sports future turn out? You know, would, would, cause I know you said prior to hopping on here, you're, you're going to be trying out for the basketball team next year. Yeah. Um, you know, Let's which, go. if, <laughs> if, if you were given one choice, you know, w- would you choose basketball or football? Um, that's a tough question, honestly. <laughs> I think, like, personally, I would choose basketball solely off the fact that um, there's opportunities for me to maybe go overseas, you know, play semi-pro, this, that, and the third, you know, be able to, you know, take in information and be able to, you know, take the game as far as I can take it for football. But, I mean, football sometimes is like you look at it like, man, like it's a physical sport, you know, if I try and go – semi-pro football like you know what is my life gonna look after that like how like you know sometimes because like you know nfl players or semi-pro players like you know sometimes like they get beat up a lot especially running backs like, oh yeah running backs you know linebackers i mean dbs like we don't get hit as much like we do more of the hitting but it's, it's more of like you know long-term effects so i feel like basketball you know like i'd be able to you know just keep my body safer or just like you know, to be able to preserve my like preserve my prime athleticism for longer, you know, if I play basketball. But you know, whatever comes comes. But like, yeah, I would say basketball, man. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, crazy, you know, especially when we talked to uh, Lamont Thomas a couple of weeks ago. He's like, you know, these people over here in the Euro League, they play they they play basketball and they learn a different style of basketball. And, you know, just hearing that, especially him saying, oh, I played against Luca when he was, you know, yeah. you know, what, 16? 16, like, yeah. and just the way that they know the sport. I think, I mean, I, I know I, I don't want to drop this right now, but I'm going to LaMelo Ball. <laughs> LaMelo Ball. I'm going to tell you, I hate a big baller, big baller. All right. But. <laughs> But you know, looking at looking at, I am I, I, I mean, Lavar, yeah, Lavar. But you know, looking at looking at what Lonzo has done so far, you know, he 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 went to college and then he went straight into the league. Looking at Lamelo, didn't go to college, went over. Uh, what league did he play in? I know you said this earlier. Yeah, the NBL. And just watching him, I mean, God forbid he just what wrist injury right now. Yeah, I think he broke but fractured it, yeah. But just just watching him. And I've been I've been telling Charles, uh, you know, I uh, Chuck. There we go. I've been telling Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) I've been telling Chuck, you know, I hate I hate LaMelo. I hate LaMelo. And then about mid-January, I'm like, shit, this dude's he's wow, he's 
he's insane. He's insane. And then that's when all of a sudden rookie of the year starts coming in. And it's like, ah, oh, now I gotta be a baller. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, and this guy, Trevor, Trevor, he's he's been telling me about Lamella Ball for what about two years now? Yeah. Two years now. And he's been trying to make me a believer for two years. Uh <laughs> that Lamella Ball is the future. And I I just I think me and Dan as well, like we have this, you know, we're not old, right, Dan? Next week, uh, what do you get me for my birthday, Charles? Hey, hey, well, we'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that off air. But Mike Jordan, like, play. So, I mean, like, that's like the greatest of all time, in my opinion. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. but we that's the thing, though. We caught we caught Jordan, like, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're real early 90s. We didn't see him, you know, rookie. And then, you know, obviously we saw him. We saw him Space Jam. Uh, I don't want to talk right. about LeBron James Space Jam, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we then we watched him play briefly baseball and then briefly play for the Wizards. Uh, I mean, I'll start the debate again. Jordan's better than LeBron all day. I I, I don't care what anybody says. Overall, it's a different it's a different style of play. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, yeah. you, you get the Jordan rules, you you don't get the LeBron rules. Right, no, I don't because he touches foul. <laughs> exactly. You see that meme where he's like on the ground, he's like, oh. LeBron always acts like he got shot when he gets, you know, <laughs> blown in the face or something. Hey, but, 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 but about LeBron, if you notice, the NBA is so boring right now since he's gotten hurt, in my opinion. Because I, I, I always give credit to LeBron. Uh, he, you know, he's when he retires from the league, it, it's just going to be one of the saddest days because we're so used to LeBron dominating, right? Yeah, but. Out here, we're gonna get LeBron with the the Fenway Sports Group, so we'll be seeing his face. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be in Boston. He'll be in Boston a lot. So that's like that's crazy when I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and 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 that and that just leads to my my next question for you, Trey. Like, you know, uh, again, a few episodes ago, we asked Cyrus, uh, you know, with it comes to Kobe, right? Uh, The Mamba mentality. You know, again, you play two sports now. does that carry over from 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 you know basketball to football? Yeah. Uh, because uh, the most interesting part that Cyrus told talked talked about was you know even people that work behind a desk you can have a mamba mentality. You know what I mean? Like a, a a regular nine to five job you can have a mamba mentality. But for you, like you know, again you play two sports. Like have have you? carried that when it comes to you playing both sports the the mama mentality and my second question would be you know briefly what did kobe mean to you yeah i mean first off like my mentality especially like you know watching kobe throughout the year especially when i was younger i mean dude was just like dude could do anything with the basketball so i mean like especially just like his his focus like his attention to detail was just like ridiculous like, I think I read an article or something like that about, like, Tony Allen, about how Kobe was, like, he was, like, whispering, like, dates. He was whispering dates to Tony Allen, and then Tony Allen looked them, looked up the dates, and it was, it was the, like, it was the birth dates of his, like, of his cousins. Like, he studied, he studied so crazy. Like, he was, like, he was just a maniac. Like, he studied everything, like, down to the, like, down to the science. He got it down to the science. So, it's, like, especially when I'm watching film, like, stuff like that, when I carry over the football, it's, like, technique, it's everything, like footwork is everything you know like you got to be able to make sure like you're getting out your cuts the right way you to make sure you know like you know watch film like watch where you messed up because i know kobe and like in his young years like 
you know, he was like, he was a 19 year old, you know, just trying to, trying to make it in the NBA, you know, especially his like young age, like he, he wasn't able to, you know, get over the hump, especially not until Shaq came around, but, you know, I remember just watching a video about him like airballing a couple of shots, you know, down, down like late, down the stretch of a game, a big game too. And it went home after that, you know, and then just seeing like, you know, someone asked him, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to start right now. Like the season, like the off season starts right now, especially like, you know, I'd be, sometimes I get exhausted, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the summertime, you know, just playing two sports, especially like working out twice, like three times a day. But, you know, I try to think of like, you know, what, what would Kobe do? You know, you know, I like, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play two sports, hopefully, but, you know, like just being a, like just being, really indulged in the game, just being a student of the game. I think that's the biggest the biggest thing I learned from Kobe because like he was just like he was just much bigger than basketball, you know, because anybody can anybody can take the moment mentality and make it into their, you know, you know, apply it to their daily lives. It's just like how great do you want to be? And like how like whatever however great, you know, because greatness is not defined like greatness is however you define it. You know, everyone's got their own different views on greatness. So I think like just the approach to everything, like just the approach to be locked in at all times, you know, never get up, never let up, never let up anything. That's like, that's definitely what I learned because Kobe's just he's a special individual. And like, I, I, I applaud him for, you know, what he was trying to do for the, for the WNBA and for women's basketball too. So, I mean, I think that, you know, he deserves a lot of love for that, especially, you know, rest in peace, Gigi Bryant, rest in peace to all, all the, uh, everyone that, you know, passed on that day. Cause I know there was, a couple of her teammates there that were also, you know, aspiring basketball players too as well, their family. So, you know, just seeing what he meant to, you know, not only basketball, but just, you know, just the women's basketball too and just the world in general. So, like, I think everyone everyone can really pick a, pick apart something that they can learn from Kobe. So, Definitely, definitely. Rest in peace to uh, everybody affected in that tragic day. Uh, uh, that was a tough time for us uh, as, a, as a whole, uh, you know, um, during the start of 2020, uh, you know, um, you know, let's 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 talk briefly about you know your time, you know, you know, playing in Wakefield, uh, Massachusetts, man. Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, there's a lot of good athletes there, uh, but there's a lot of uh, distractions that goes on in Wakefield. Um, but you know, you you pulled through, and again, just it goes off to what we've just been talking about with that Mamba mentality. Uh, I, I, you know, having experience working in the town of Wakefield, you know, it's, it gets kind of rough. And, uh, you know, what experience did you take from, you know, uh, going to school there um, and, and, you know, playing uh, football and basketball? Yeah, I mean, uh, coming into it, you know, from eighth grade, um, started making like big jumps athletically. Um, I was getting bigger. You know, because I was I was pretty small in middle school, but you know, I started hitting my growth period. I started, you know, most of the kids that were taller than me, I was like to their height or a little like a little taller than them at that point now. So, you know, the confidence really, you know, came out, especially you know on the football field. And like that was like my freshman year, really just like got a chance to go out there and play. Started, um, especially on like I think at the, towards the end of the year, I got called up to you know with the varsity. Uh, to go to Thanksgiving game and just like seeing that, seeing the environment. Cause like that Thanksgiving game, you know, like I don't really like, I don't want to like, I don't, I'm not going to go into too much about Wakefield sports. Cause you know, it gets me, it gets me a little, 
catch me a little angry sometimes, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> that Thanksgiving game environment is nothing like it, though. I will, mm-hmm. I will say that. I'll give praise to Wakefield and Melrose because, like, that's that's one of the biggest rivalries in the state. Like, you know, it's like whole towns coming out, like both both Melrose and Wakefield. Uh, Malden, Malden, Medford, come on, that's that's a big rivalry right there. <laughs> <laughs> Got some Malden ties here. Uh, can't even get a seat. Like sometimes if you late to the game, can't even get a seat too. It's yeah. crazy. So I mean, you know. Especially for basketball too, um, I think my sophomore year is really like where I, uh, where like I knew I could take basketball to the next level. Cause like I think sophomore year, uh, towards the end of the year, I got a chance to play with varsity and I scored like 13 points in a quarter. So I mean that was my, that was my first time ever on a varsity court, you know, just doing that. So the confidence really just came out, and after that, like I just knew I just don't think my coach, like my coach and I, were on the same page. Like I don't think that he, you know was ready for a player like me because I think he was trying to mold me into something that I wasn't. And I was like, there's, there's certain things I was good at, you know, you know, I don't say, I don't, I don't say over dribble, but I definitely put more emphasis on my dribble to get places, you know, cause I'm fast with it, but uh, he liked to, he right. He liked to run sets a lot. And I like to, you know, get on the break, you know, leak out, you know, try and get my teammates open or just like, you know, get an easy bucket in transition. And I don't think we saw eye to eye with that. So, I mean, and same thing with the football coach. Like, I don't think that, you know, I'm real, I'm real shifty. So, I think that they used, like, that's, that's how I always played. Like, growing up, I was just, I was smaller than everybody. So, I had to avoid people. So, I just learned how to be shifty. I learned how to use my body to just get around defenders. And I think that, like, it came off as me being flashy. So, I, I don't think sometimes me and my coach saw eye to eye on that. And it was, there was, there's, there's been arguments in the past. You know, I remember, you know, getting mad at my coach basketball coach like I try to not let it get too crazy especially in practice but you know a couple of confrontations you know a couple of side convos outside of the outside of the court off the field you know it was a little frustrating at times but you know I think if it wasn't for that I wouldn't be able to you know go to Rivers which was my next school and like really flourish and really be able to you know be me just because like I went through all that you know I went through all that you know anger all that frustration but you know I think I learned from it, and I, I made the best opportunity out of it. I, like I didn't let it stop me. I didn't let it affect you know, you know my drive or, or my confidence. I didn't let it break me. So, yeah, that's what I gotta say about Wakefield Sports, man. <laughs> my, my brother, my brother goes there now. I mean, he he likes it there. So I mean, and you know, I think he wants to leave too as well. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what what the future takes him. But you know. I see the same things, but like I just see the same things, and it's a lot of politics, especially like in the town. But I think when I went to a private school, like the politics just weren't there anymore. Like it was more like cause everyone was coming from so many different mm-hmm. places that like no one had any like no one had any, like obviously people have prior connections, but it wasn't like I'm a favor him or her over the next person just because I know their family this that, and the third. Like it was more like it's just a more family oriented, and I feel like. People only knew me at Wakefield as being an athlete, and I feel like I was much more than an athlete. And mm-hmm. and I see that a lot today. Like people are just labeled as an athlete; they don't do anything else but play that sport. Or like they're defined as playing that sport, and I feel like that's not the way. You know, that's not the way like the world should be. And I feel like once I got out of Wakefield, you know, I really became more of a more than an athlete. I became like a, a source of inspiration for some of the younger kids at my school, um, like looking out to me because Rivers is six through twelve, so. You know, a lot of the younger kids like they go to all the games. You know, they see like they they see us walking around school. You know, so they look up to us. So I mean, I just became more of a 
I spoke up more, spoke up on more things that I wasn't able to do at, at Wakefield just because we were so, you know, put into a box. Couldn't really express, like, what we wanted to express. So, I mean, that's my main takeaway from that, for sure. Now I got a, I got another comment over here. Uh, it was clarified in the comment after that. But what is your greatest sports moment of all time as a player? Ooh, wow. Uh, oh yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, so right as soon as I got to Rivers, um, you know, sports team like the football team in general, the basketball team is very good. You know, we had uh, Jermaine Samuels plays for Villanova in the tournament right now. Uh, mm-hmm. He could be going to the NBA soon. So I mean, he was at my school. Uh, prior to me getting there and we had a top five freshman in the country now at Kentucky uh he was there freshman year or his freshman year which was the year before I got there um so basketball was always like a big thing at my school uh coming into that I knew that and um but football I think I was really you know open to you know trying to uplift the program you know as well as like the new recruits so I mean I can remember the year prior to me getting there the homecoming game they had lost like 44 nothing something crazy like that <laughs> and, like that's my family for real i love everybody over there but you know i i, I just remember sitting in science class or I, I was in the physics class and i can remember like talking about the homecoming game to one of my friends next to me and one of the girls like right next to me was like i'm not going like it's it's a lost cause i'm gonna lose anyway and i'm like i remember turning around to her and i was like just, just wait, just wait. I'm gonna tell you, like it's gonna be different this year for real. And she, she didn't end up going, but it didn't matter because I feel like that game, like especially, like I didn't, like I came into it just like approaching it as like a regular game. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a must win for us because I think the whole school is coming out. So, or most of the school is coming out. Teachers, family, everything, all the students, a lot of students because they came over from the soccer game. Because homecoming at, at my school is one of the biggest events, and you know, to starting off the game. You know, they kicked the ball off, you know, like one of our players like muffled the ball. They they scored like basically right like the next play after that. So I think a lot of people in their heads, they thought like, oh, snap, this is going to be like next, like last year all over again. And then, you know, we started off a couple slow possessions. And then I got my first touchdown of the game, like off of, I caught it. Like it was a little hitch, but then I came back and then I made a move, you know, made two dudes collide. And then I just ended up going all the way down know like 60 yards or something like that and the craziest like craziest experience of all time was like all the fans like were on the sidelines because like we didn't have bleachers because like we had to go to a different field like we basically played in the like it's gonna sound weird but we basically played in the outfield of a of a of the baseball field because, like, because, because we didn't have we have a field because they're they're creating a new like a new building in the middle of campus where the football field used to be Mm. So like we had to we had to play on the like I mean obviously it was a regulation field like we had enough space to like make a whole entire field out of it but it was it was a little it was a weird playing on the playing playing on the baseball field playing <laughs> football man but you know especially like after games I had to get the grass stains out and all that stuff so that like, wasn't fun but you know, scored scored my scored the first touchdown of the game you know the whole crowd just like came and like rushed rushed the field and I think we got a penalty for that but. <laughs> still, like, still, something I'll never forget either. But I mean, you know, I ended up scoring two more touchdowns in that game. Uh, I had an extra point and an interception. Almost went for a pick six. So I mean, that game was just crazy. Like I felt like I was just floating out there. I felt like couldn't really, you know, no one out there could stop me. Like I just felt like I was in the video game. Honestly, I felt like I was on some Madden type. Like, type <laughs> game. like, like you know, like anything. Anytime the ball came to my way, it's like I just felt like I, you know, I could get by anyone. 
you know, after that, like, I just felt like a, I arrived at the school because I feel like people knew who I was. But after that game, like, people really, like, started to, like, pay attention to, you know, the football team as well. And that's that's what, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted for the school. That's what I wanted for my, my teammates, my brothers, you know, because uh, it's fun, especially when the, when the crowd's storming the field at the end of the game. You know, we had just came off, of, you know, a big win, you know, I put up a lot of points on the board, so I think that's probably my best experience playing sports of all time. You know, it's just crazy, you know, especially seeing my mom there. I almost like ran into my mom, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been bad. I don't think, I, I, I don't think she remembers this, but yeah, on the pick six, like I, I remember coming down the the right sideline where my mom was like my mom was on past like past my teammates and I started to like cramp up a little bit, so I was like, "Damn, I'm about, I don't think I'm gonna make it." So like, I start, I tried to go off to the sideline, and keep in mind, like it rained before the game, so like the yeah. outfield, like people had to stand on the outfield, but like they they put like wood planks over it, so like people wouldn't step in mud. But like, there's obviously spots where like you can still step in mud. So I'm like on my way off to the sideline, some kid comes up and like hits me while I'm on the sideline, and I literally almost like collided with my mom. Thank God, like. <laughs> They got someone like try to reach out and like grab me or something like that because like she was sitting down, so there's no way she could have got up and like. But that yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did that did that girl uh, eventually show up? Oh no, she didn't. But uh, she, she heard everybody talking about it. She heard everybody talking about it on Monday because you know we uh, Monday we had an all school uh, ceremony and then you know, they talked about all the teams that won and uh, at homecoming. I think I think pretty much every team won. So when they when they heard football winning. I know, I know she felt bad about that. I know she felt bad about that. <laughs> it's like, I would, like, me personally, I would never doubt someone from my own school. Like, that's right, true. right, I right. Never that. But, right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was one of the best experiences ever, you know, especially just like seeing, seeing how happy like my coach was, you know, getting his first homecoming win. Because yeah. um, he, he was there, uh, I think he'd been there for a couple of years now, like not too long. But, you know, just seeing his first homecoming win, you know, like his parents were there too, you know, you know, just, you know, giving them hugs after the game. You know, that was that was just a that was a great experience. It was like a lot of people were there, you know, a lot of people were, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that. Like it was fun. Uh, I mean, kids were asking us for autographs. Like it, <laughs> it felt crazy, man. Like I'm not going to lie to you. And, uh, that, was, that was a fun time. Get that time. practice in early. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there, was, there was one time where I caught a – I caught a touchdown and I was running back to, I was running back to the sideline. There was like two little kids or three little kids that were, you know, they were in the end zone. They're like behind the end zone and they came up to me, you know, like they were, you know, they had like, they had the little, like one little one pointer thing, like the, the little like phone finger. <laughs> uh, you know, I gave them, I gave them all like a, I gave them all a handshake, you know, you know, I hugged with them. I said like, you're going to be out there one day. So I just mm-hmm. keep going. And I feel like that was like the, that was the biggest thing. Like that was probably like one of the best moments of my life, honestly. Just to you know, see how people look up to you. You know, just like and you want the best for them, whether it be football or anything else. Like, you just want them to succeed at anything you want to do. Wow, so, man, and and that 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 that's an interesting uh uh, uh story, man. Because uh, you know, it just goes back to show, man. I I think even you know with the the young lady that doubted you. Uh, and your teammates, uh, I just think that that prepares you now for, you know, what's to come, even in college, man. Uh, you you know, I think that's even more when you get a lot more, you know, negative feedback or negative type of energy flowing your way um, and you handle it so well. And believe it or not, 
in the back of your mind. And again, knowing you, I know you probably thought about that. Like, yeah, let me, let me, <laughs> let me try to quiet the noise a little bit. That's uh, yeah. aiming our way um, negatively. Um, but again, you handled it uh, very well, and uh, I, I think ultimately that's gonna uh, prepare you even more uh, because I, I do know Rivers, man. It is like a college atmosphere as well, and um, that sure. gives you that gives you more experience. To I mean, even though you know, hopefully crowds get to come back. You know, right? Uh, hopefully, crowds get to come back uh, in an upcoming season for you guys. Um, you know, but can you see yourself not playing in front of fans? No, <laughs> so there's something different about it, man. Like, it's just like when you come out the locker room, come out like wherever it is, like you know, out of the huddle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember like Rivers, uh, Rivers Holiday Tournament, probably one of the craziest you know basketball environments I've ever been in. You know, because they had, like, the entire school was there. Like, and the gym was packed. Like, took them past. You couldn't even get a seat. Like, and, like, there was, like, there, like, there was a lot of bleachers, but there was, like, a balcony section. Even that section was filled up. Like, kids were, like, standing at the top. And it was crazy because, like, you'd be shooting free throws and you see people, like, oh, it made me felt like I was in, like, college, like, and, like, or, like the pros or something like that. Cause it was crazy. It was just, like, a crazy environment, you know. Especially when like you get a like you get a you get a bucket and like everyone in the crowd is going crazy. So I mean, it's just like that that type of that type of environment. Especially it just it just makes you want to keep going. It makes you want to keep like pushing for greatness. It makes you want to like never let the foot off the gas. And just like keep going. Especially for football, I make a big play. You know, got like got the parents all like going crazy. And then, you know, <laughs> my mom, my mom, like she 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 uh she don't hold back. Especially as sports yeah. fans, like she like especially when you know someone don't call a foul oh yes she'll be she'll be one of the first person you hear in the stands she like she doesn't she's not holding back once she once she once she learned the game of basketball it became it was game over it was game over for no lie uh you probably i I never told you this and your mom probably would for uh probably doesn't remember this but i remember uh i was help coaching uh one of your aau uh games when you played that brockton uh rain elite and the referees were so your mom comes up to me oh, and says, hey, listen, can you can you tell that coach to I mean, keep sorry. Can you tell that ref to uh, give my son some calls, please? He's getting hacked up out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but she said it in, a, in a, such a, a way where I was like, all right, I'm going to do I'm going to do it, <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, and, but that just again, it, it just goes to where what you said earlier. Uh, you, you're a mirror image of your mother, uh, that that level of focus. That she has during the game, she she is very very good at paying attention to details. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Even when she's critiquing your game, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, don't, she don't hold back and chicken. She she's telling she's telling me how to what you need to work on even better, you know. And that just shows, man. Like I, I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, people like yourself, man, that have that positive figure uh, when it comes to parents in in their in your lives. I mean that goes a long way, man. And again, it just adds more fuel. Uh, I feel for you to, you know, not only not only be great, but just just be a a, a great young man in this world because you know how to move, you know how to, to 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 you know stand on your two feet. And that's just credit to your mom, man. Because uh, again, man, she's 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 really I've seen that she's helped you and so, so so much and. Um, it means a lot, man. So yeah, I just wanted to tell that funny story because uh, yeah, right. her focus level is just 
Man, you should have you should have just given her the clipboard, man. I should have. <laughs> Here you I go. Would have been calling plays on her stuff. Like, run, run this way, run that way. Yeah, run that way. It's like she yeah, she she's my biggest she's my biggest fan. Obviously, being my mom, but she's also my biggest critic. I mean, I can remember just like I can remember like I, I mean I could just like halftime. There was there was one game. I think it was my senior junior year. I wasn't playing that well in the first half. Like, I was playing okay, but, you know, like, they, like my mom could tell I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming off the floor, and then, like, I sat down, and I was, like, looking around the crowd, and I saw her, like, I saw her from across, like, across the court. And she gave me, like, she gave me one of the craziest stares ever. Like, she was, like, <laughs> she, like, she, like, she was, like, she, she knew what, she knew exactly what she was trying to say. And she was, like, you better wake up. Like, it's, like, you, you're not playing that well. And after that, I mean, like, that's just, like, you know, we just have that connection where, like, she knows when I'm not, you know, not performing at my best, and she knows that I can do better than what I'm, what I'm putting out there. She knows when I get in my head, and she knows that I can do a lot better, especially my brother, too, same thing, you know. But she she just wants to see the best for her sons. And, you know, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, admire that about her. Um, if you know my mom, you know that she, she, she will do anything for us, and we'll do, it. We'll do the same thing back because, you know, we always know, especially at games, like, she got our back, you know. You know, but things get crazy, things get hectic. You know, she she'll be she'll be the first one up there. You know, trying to make sure that everyone's alright, even if even if it's not their kid, like even if it's not my mom's like my mom's mm-hmm. son. You know, especially my teammates. She'll you know she'll speak up for my teammates, yeah. speak up for my brother's teammates. You know, you know especially go to like another uh, one of my cousins' games or you know family events. You know stuff like that. You know she'll speak up. You know she just wanted she's just like that. You know she cares about everyone. She wants to make sure everyone's good. So I mean you know. That part, that part of her, you know, really shows, like, really shows in me because I, I want to make sure I do the same thing. So I mean, yeah, that that fire, that fire, that that she got, <laughs> definitely, definitely got that transmitted to me. She definitely. like taps me. She says, "Hey, hey, hey, go, 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 tell that ref." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call her about that after that. That's, that's funny. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you a question. I mean, I haven't played, like, organized basketball since I was 7th and 8th grade. What's the craziest, like, trick inbounds play or any type of trick, uh, I guess, play call that you would have? We we had this one. I, I went to Chevers and Malden. Uh, we had this one. It was called Cyclone because that's, I mean, Malden Cyclones. So yeah. – what happens is the kid inbounding, he'll yell like he'll yell cyclone, and every single person on the court, all, like all of our teams, were running in a circle, running in a circle. As soon as he hits that break, as soon as you hit break, doesn't matter which way you're going this way, one's going that way, one's going like, what's what's the craziest type of trick play you've? Hey, oh wait, before done. you answer that, before you answer that, Trevor, uh, Dan, I'm gonna have to steal that play. Uh, Thank you. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's called Cyclone. Uh, <laughs> that that sounds very interesting and effective hey, in the game. Yeah, so, yeah. We only we only did it like once every like two games. And, did it work? Man, you get dizzy, <laughs> especially if that inbounder doesn't yell break fast. Right, right. Just like, Come on, man, you'll break. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I mean, I think like AAU, we didn't drop a play, but like. It was kind of like more. It was like it was like a stack type of set, and then like we ran in a normal stack. Like the person at the bottom came down and tried to like use flash for the ball, and then the guy in the back would go all the way like back to like you know he'd go way back into the backcourt, you know, 
or just like try and get open. Um, and then the other two would just like set a screen for each other. But the defender that was like the defender that was guarding the inbound guy wasn't facing him. So like he just threw the ball off his back, got the ball, <laughs> threw it to like reverse the ball in the corner. And then we ended up like throwing an alley oop. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like I remember just like I remember because I was the one in the back. Like I was in the one in the back that was just like I was I was observing the whole thing. And like I saw, like I literally pointed out, I was like, yo, like before before he's like before he like broke the ball, I was like, I told him, I was like, yo, he's not facing you. Like, like you might have to do something crazy because like if we're not we're not able to get open because he's trying to shade all of us like away from the ball. It's like and he had long arm, I think he was like six seven, something like that. So he was a big guy. And like he threw the ball off his back, and then I remember, like, I just remember seeing that, seeing that guy's face. Like, he was like, he was so like, he was, he was like trying to look around, I was, like, what happened? And then, like, the next thing, the next thing you know, like, we're throwing that alley oop, and then like the crowd's just going crazy, and I'm like, damn, like, did that really just happen? Like, I, like, I don't, like, I don't like, like, I was like, I was back on deep, and I looked at my coach, I was like, I don't know, like, that's like, crazy. But yeah, that was that was probably the craziest play. Like, I, I mean, I think after that we tried to like try to name it, like try to make it actual play, cause like that was it. Just worked so crazy that like it worked, yeah. it worked so smooth. Like and it came out like this came from scratch. It's like raw. Like just it was just so raw. Like he just was like, all right, like he's not throwing. Like he's he's not he's not guarding me. I'm gonna just throw it off his back and then. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it works. It works. Yeah, I I got it. I got it. And this goes this goes to anybody uh, watching right now. Drop drop a comment. We can see him. Um, I got I got a comment right here. Uh, what advice do you give younger athletes that want to build and develop a higher sense of focus or sports intelligence? Um, I would just say, you know, never limit yourself. Like, especially like, you know, in the social media world, you know, a lot of people posting that like highlight tapes, this, that, and third, you know, because, you know, some people don't think these people actually miss. And like, I think, I think it's the biggest thing for people to know that like, you know, all this stuff is not like they're, they're not making every shot. They're not, you know, they don't they don't make every rep. They don't score thirty points a game. Like, you know, especially coming up, you know, you want to be able to, you want to be looked at as the guy. Like, you want to be like looked up as the guy who scores thirty points, who scores all the touchdowns. But like, I just think you know, figuring out what you're good at when it comes to sports. You know, studying the game. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, especially at the young age. Like, the more you study, the more you watch. Like basketball or football, whatever it is, soccer, anything. You know, you can pick up on those tendencies that, like, you know, players do. They, you know, like, cause I, I know for a fact I'm not gonna, you know, watch LeBron highlights because I'm not six seven, I'm not six eight, I'm not, I'm not two hundred fifty pounds, like I'm not like a freak nature like that. But, you know, like a lot of people like I like, I like to watch Trey Young, I like to watch Steph Curry, I like to watch Kemba, I like to watch like smaller guards, you know, see what they do, you know, when it comes to different situations, like what they do in pick and roll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's good too. He's, he's a hooper, man. He can hoop. He can hoop for real. I mean, you know, just seeing what they do, you know, just like watching the game and being able to, you know, I think the biggest thing for, you know, young athletes to do is like being able to, you know, to understand you're going to suck at something at first. Like you're, you're not going to be, you're not always going to be good at everything. Like it's going to take time for you to develop. You know, it certainly took me time, you know, to develop. I couldn't really dribble with my right hand, you know, very well like especially like i couldn't make right hand layups you know coming up it was frustrating but i knew the only way i was going to be able to you know do that is if like for practice i just had to go out go out there and practice for hours like just do it just keep doing it you know 
ended up working out well for me. But I think just knowing that you're not going to be good at everything. Like, you know, this is like you have to learn too. like, especially ask questions, ask a lot of questions. That's nothing I want to say, especially like if it's coaches, you know, if it's, you know, older players that are more experienced, just like, you know, pick their brain, ask questions. Because mm. I know like, you know, I was always the, I was always the one in practice that I asked a lot of questions. I tried to ask as many questions. And, you know, at first I thought I was bothering the coach, but I mean, I think after a while I learned that like, you know, he could trust me more because I was asking more questions. I was asking, I was like, cause I, a lot of people want to think that they know it all. Like they, they think it's cool, you know, just going to games and not ask questions. But I think those, those times are like where they mess up the most because, you know, sometimes they're, they're on the wrong set at the wrong time. But it's like, if you paid attention, if you watch film, if you like tried to, you know, get more involved, ask questions like you you wouldn't be confused in that situation so i think like just being able to like be curious to like have an open mind too just like try and be able to you know pick pick someone's brain just like ask them questions about like you know why like if i do this what would happen or you know if he goes this way like how would this affect like how this affect my team or the standing third like yeah definitely just be curious like be curious about about things you know just like try and you know try and figure them out too well said, well said, man. Uh hey, quick quick question. What's your brother's name? Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason. Jason has a question right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Who is better? Uh-oh. I mean, is this is this basketball, football? Is it looks? What is it? I mean, oh, Jason, man. Jason, be a little bit clear. Who's better? You or your brother? Uh before before Trevor answers this, uh major shout out to Jason. Uh Yes, yeah, so that's the one. man. Did he? 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 He's about what? How tall is he? He's like he's like he's five eleven. He's probably, I think he's five eleven. Uh, wingspan is crazy, but yeah. Shout out to Jason, man. Shout out to you, bro. So who's better? Oh yeah, audio. There we go. I think there we go. There we go. Yeah, I would say I'm better. And, um, mm. and, uh, <laughs> just because uh, I'm a big brother, you know what I'm saying? I gotta assert my dominance. You feel me? <laughs> Are we saying like he's like, I think, honest, honest answer, I think he plays better defense on me than he does, you know, sometimes when he's out there playing the game because he, he knows how I play. So he knows, like, he knows my weaknesses. He knows, like, I mean, he's he's really good. He's a really good on ball defender. Like, if you if you watch him play, he's like, he's really pesky. Like, he, he'll get in, he'll get into you, like, He's gonna try and steal the ball. He's gonna try and hack a little bit. He's gonna try and because like he he got long arms, so like you can just like he can try and reach around you, and it's kind of annoying because like he's good at poking the ball out. So I mean, shout out to him, man. But I think like like playing against him sometimes it annoyed me, but like it got me more. It got me ready for like for kids like him or like playing playing people like him that have long arms and like are very like. He has so much energy that it's just annoying sometimes because it's just like, can't, like <laughs> you just can't you can't get by him sometimes because he's just like he's always like especially rebounds like he's always he's always in the like he's always trying to crash the boards he's always trying to get the rebound like and it's like you don't see that a lot with like kids especially his age so man shout out to him but I mean football he know he already knows the answer to that one. <laughs> I don't know though. You say you you talk about older old being the older brother. You got to assert your dominance. I think if we're talking about older brothers and younger brothers, looking at Lonzo and Lamelo, going back to our points earlier. I, mean, I don't know. I I haven't seen Jason play. I've seen. I've only seen highlights of you on, on the gram. You know. I I gotta. I, I don't know. I, maybe we should hook something up in Wakefield. <laughs> I've been too fleet. We had to get my guy too fleet. You know what I'm saying? He came down and shot some videos for us this summer. I think he's about to come down. 
Yeah, shout out and to I, Fleet. <laughs> you you gonna have to get a little mixtape or something like that, with my brother. You know, definitely. So, yeah, because he, he needs that exposure, man. Like he's he's a very skilled player. Like you know, I think I just I just think he needs to get his name out there. I think people will really know who he is because like he got a lot to he got a lot to prove. He got a lot of skill too. He's taller than me too. I mean, I know he likes to bring it up all the time. That's <laughs> like, with me in the house, you know. With, you know, I used to, I was I was always taller than him, you know. And then one day, one day, kind of realized that he was like my height, a little taller. Like he got he got the hair. He got he got a lot of hair up here. So I mean, as a, as, as a little height, but you know, you know we're eye level. You know what I'm saying, but <laughs> oh, so he's he's five eight five nine. I, I don't know. I still don't know whether to call you five eight or five nine. I'm saying five eight. <laughs> this guy's saying five nine. I think he's almost taller than five nine. To be honest with you, yeah. But I think yeah, you because know, we stood up next to each other, and I was like, damn, like I think he really is taller than me, and I'm gonna have to accept that. And I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to, you know, get that, you know, every time we go out, especially like family outing and stuff like that, or like, you know, just chilling with friends, stuff like that, I'll come down and be like, yo, guess who's taller now? And just like, it's like, all right, you got that one. You got that one. No <laughs> comeback. You got that one. I mean, because usually, like, usually I can just be like, no, I'm bigger than you. Like, I'll, I can lift my waist than you. But I mean, he's just clearly taller than you. So, I mean, I can't really. Can't really count it. I can't really count it. <laughs> argument, but you got me on that one. It's not, it's not a lot of things you got me on, but definitely how you got me on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out to Jason, though. Yeah, shout out to you, Jay. Uh, gotta, I gotta train you soon, bro. Uh, but yeah, look, going, going forward, man. Uh, you know, winding down a little bit, like, you know, going into depth a little bit. You know, you know, what has your freshman year? You know, what have, what have you experienced? You know, um, you know, freshman year is about to end soon. Uh, yeah. In a few months, uh, you know, what have you learned uh, about yourself, just as as a human being in, in general? Not, you know, you can go into depth a little about, you know, athletic wise, but like, you know, just as a human being, just being a freshman in college, man. Um, yeah. how, how, you know, uh, go into depth a little bit about your experience. Uh, I think I learned how to just, you know, I was always good at, you know, I never really stuck with one crowd, especially in high school. You know, I tried to branch out, you know get to know other people but I think it's important to you know like know the people in the in your community so I feel like you know just being at college there's so many different people especially being from Rivers too like Rivers is like 500 people total so you know going to a school that's like almost like triple that size uh like maybe four times the size you know student wise I think it was it's a really big task for me to you know like learn everyone's name and stuff like that but I feel like uh once I once I got acclimated to the culture you know I think I learned a lot about myself, you know, especially just, you know, being in the dorms and stuff like that, you know, getting my schoolwork done. You know, I think time management is a big thing, you know, because you got practice, you got film, you got weightlifting and stuff like that. Some days, like, some days I'll leave the dorm at, like, 7 o'clock, you know, come back, shower, but then I'll be out again till like, 4 or 5, you know, just doing everything, you know, like, going to class, you know. Uh, getting that, getting my Kobe test, you know, I started using using the bike too, cause like it was like I didn't realize how far of a walk it was, you know, getting getting places and stuff like that. Dude. Like Rivers, like Rivers is an open campus, but it's not as big as, as Stone Hill is, and like just like you know, I where I'm where my dorm is, it's like the farthest dorm away from everything except for the football field and where the weight room is, which is good, cause like sometimes you like you wake up a little late for early morning practice you kind of just get out, get out the dorm and like run. I I remember sometimes I, I would literally come out I would come out at like 6:30 in the morning 
with my shoulder pads on, my kicks <laughs> on. I would, I would walk out the dorm. I would walk down the hallway in my in my pads going to practice because I was like, yeah, if I don't, like, I'm not going to have enough time to put them on. Like, when yeah. I get there, so I was like, hey, might as well throw my helmet on. People see the vibes and stuff like that. They're like, what, <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, especially the janitor. I remember one time I walked past the janitor. He's like, "You got practice, right?" And I'm like, yeah, man, "You better get going." I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like "You damn right." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think definitely learning, you know, you know how to, you know, how to approach different people, you know, because there's a lot of different, you know, people come from different backgrounds, uh, different cultures, you know, you know, just like seeing how people interact with each other, you know, I think like. I just noticed that, you know, especially when you get to a new school, like you would you adapt to the people around you. So I make sure, you know, I make sure all my people that, you know, I'm close to is good. They're doing good. You know, um, just trying to trying to look out for people because I know that, like, I definitely, you know, adapted to the people around me, like, you know, all motivated people. So just seeing how they like how they approach different things and how I approach different things, you know, just like trying to spread motivation to each other, try to spread, you know, spread positive vibes around campus. You know wherever I can, wherever we can. So, I think that's definitely what I learned. Like, you know, just just being a freshman in college, there's a lot of new things getting thrown at me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, class was a little tough first semester, but you know, we got back at it second semester, looking better. But I think just you know, utilizing my time, especially that's that's probably the biggest thing that I learned. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 really because you know for a lot of freshmen. Uh, including myself, man, you know, it, it's tough, you know, you, it's a different environment. Like you said, you know, it's your first time literally on your own, <laughs> right? Uh, and so many opportunities, so many stuff that you want to do, um, you tend to, you know, have to mix it up. Um, but you're doing a great job at it, man. Uh, seriously, uh, because uh, again, man, you're, you're a humble individual and you're just going to get better from here. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, I think I think honestly, if you, you keep that same mindset, you know, the next three years, it's gonna go by fast. College goes by fast, and yeah. uh, but you learn a lot. You know, every 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 year is a lesson. You know what I mean? Even in your final year, when, once you get there, um, as, as a senior, you know, you're gonna learn a lot about yourself, uh, even more. So sure. definitely credit uh, to you, man, for uh, to to continue to just want to be great and and be better. You know, for sure. Sure, that's hopefully, hopefully we move up. Hopefully we move up out of the uh, out of Stonehill into some of these D one schools. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to see that. You you have you have any? Uh, I mean, if you do eventually, you know, down the line, maybe maybe next year, a couple of years from now. I mean, if you were to see yourself in in one of the bigger schools, more elite schools, what what school would you want to be on? You better uh, you better say the right name. Here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's a that's a long distance away from the crib though i'm not gonna lie to you man <laughs> i would say like if i could go to any big program as of right now i'd probably go to cincinnati because mm. like cincinnati like uh i know my mom can attest to this because we went on a went on a road trip uh my sophomore year just to like visit colleges visit bigger schools we went to like Kentucky, different schools like that, just just to see the campus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, got a tour of Villanova too, uh, like different schools like that. But I think Cincinnati, it was just like something about like being in the city. It was just cool. Like I just like got to, got to see the campus, got to see the football field, and just like it was so cool because it was like 
it was basically in the middle of campus. Like it was just like everything around it was like building and stuff like that, classes and stuff like that. And then like there was just a big stadium in the middle. And I remember like my mom like snuck me like basically stuck me and my brother into the basketball court one time. Like the actual basketball court was like, <laughs> I don't know how she like to this day I don't know how she did it. But I mean she just like she was just like going through the doors because she didn't know the campus either. So we were just walking around and she was like she got into the gym and I was just like isn't this isn't it really like, my mom mama will tell you that for sure. Like she she got us in there. I don't know if she remembers it, but don't underestimate the power of the mom. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to all the moms, all the moms out there. She could do things that you know I never thought was possible, man. Like shout out to my mom. She she been killing it. <laughs> but yeah, she she really straightforward. I mean, like I was like, "Hey, mom, I don't know about this." She was just like, "Just, just go in there." I was, like, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay." What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Isn't it usually the other way around, though? Right, right. We're the ones sneaking in someplace, and your mom's like, "Yeah." Hey, I'm not trying to make it seem like my mom just out here sneaking into places. <laughs> she was just, yeah, she just, she just saw the door open. She was like, "Hey, like." Oh, you want to play basketball too? Like, let's go, let's go see. The, I don't even think she knew it was the basketball like stadium at first. Yeah, and then she just got in there. She was like, "Well, I guess we're here now." So I mean, might as well. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that was that was one time for sure. So since I could see you in the Cincinnati, uh, uh, those jerseys too, man. Uh, those jerseys uh, tough. I could see you at that school, man. Uh, definitely. Uh, I didn't know that. That's good. Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> I, still, I still got, I still got some of the, I still got the shirt that I got. I'm like way back when I went there, I still I still wrap it with pride, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, you know, you know, again, we're winding down. You know, you know, who's your when it comes to football? I know you said Michael Jordan is your goat in ball. You know, you play you play the cornerback position, man. Uh or just overall, who's your goat in football? Um, for cornerbacks, like right now. In the NFL, like I gotta go Jalen Ramsey. Mm. Just like just in current players in general, just like the way he approaches the game, like just the way, you know, he's fearless. Like he's out there, he doesn't care if you're doesn't care if you're a seasoned veteran, doesn't care if you know DK Metcalf is a freaking nature. Like he's gonna go mm -hmm. at you. Like a lot of people like would be scared about going against DK Metcalf, you know, like a big guy like that, or you know, like Juju Smith Schuster, guys like that, but he's not scared of anyone. Like he would come up and like he's um he's gonna make he's gonna make sure you know that he's there. And I think like that's big that's definitely you know his intensity, the way he approaches the game is like something that I, I really wanna emulate one day, you know, down the line. I feel like I, I feel like I'm starting to do that more, but you know, I feel like I was more of a quiet player, you know, like growing up. But I think uh senior year, junior year I really like, you know, brought the fire out. But I think especially like overall I think goat wise, gotta go with my guy Tom Brady, man. Like, it's just like you can't like he's just like he's reaching levels that like like no one has ever like ever gotten close to you know i don't think anyone's gonna get close to for like the foreseeable future maybe maybe patrick Mahomes is the only person i can really see like really making it making it a close thing like if he's if he keeps like playing the way he's been playing lately but you know tom brady like i like he was he was playing for the patriots before i was even born like on the field like before I was even born, and like I've, ever since I've been in, you know, the New England area has been like six parades <laughs> yeah, right. alone. So like, 
That's a fact. That's the thing, though. You know, kids these days. I mean, I know there's there's older people, but you know, kids kids growing up in New England, they they only know Tom Brady. You know, they only know the Tom Brady Patriots. They don't. They didn't know the Drew Bledsoe's. The, you know, <sighs> the Bill Parce the Bill Parcells led Patriots. The, they like the, the crap that we had to go through. Now, I mean. People are complaining now. I mean, just think about what it was prior to Tom Brady, prior to prior to, you know, even Drew Bledsoe. I mean, he led him to the Super Bowl. Uh, what, nineteen ninety seven or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, they got their asses kicked. Yeah, by Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, I think growing up in New England, like everyone just sees greatness, and like especially like Celtics winning seventeen championships. Oh, please don't mention them. Please don't don't. Don't, don't come on, man. We were doing good all, uh, so far. I'm just saying, general, you know <laughs> I'm joking. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, just the Red Sox, too. Like, just the amount yeah. of praise that, like, you know, I've right. in the city, like, since I was born, like, I couldn't, it's like, there's too much to count, honestly. You know, like, I know a lot of cities, like, out there haven't really got a taste, a real taste of that. But I mean, I think, like, being from Boston, like, you had to know the sports here, like, the sports culture is just different. Just different from any other city, really. Like, you know, I know Boston's not the biggest city. It's not like no Chicago. It's not no New York City. Not like LA. You know, like as like as big as that, but like marketable, like market wise, or just like you know, you know, size wise. But can't deny sports here. Like, yeah, we have we have one sports team per major. It's crazy. You know, the one major sport. You know, you look at. Yeah. New York, they have what thirty teams in total uh, across every single sport. You know, you look at you look at California, you know, Texas, Florida. You know, it's I mean, it's just great. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, crazy to think of. You know, if you like stay out of team, like what would New Hampshire be called? Something like that. Like that. Would, <laughs> that <wouldn't be. laughs> Man, their their teams, the UNH Wildcats. That's yeah. that would be their pro team. They would call themselves the Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't imagine like Wyoming or something like that having like a pro team. Uh, yeah, for them team. Oh man, uh, you know, for me, man, I I just have like two more for you, bro. Uh, yeah. Again, like you know, where do you see yourself? And again, I know we talked about it in the beginning, but like, you know after college, man, you know, I know you're studying, uh, you have a, a future career in the health field, uh, you know, but when it comes to, uh, the sports, you know, like you said, I know you want to, you know, hopefully play ball and go overseas, but, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, <laughs> I know this is, is a, you know, not a long shot, but you know, you ever see yourself in the NBA one day? Uh, I mean, nothing's, nothing's out of the cards, man. There's nothing you can't do. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, see D2 athletes like, oh, they're not D1, so they can't make it to the NBA. Like, that's false. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you can make it anywhere. I mean, I think you're seeing more more of it, especially in the NFL. Like, you got T D2 guys, D3 guys going to the NFL, like, more common than, like, you know, beating out D1 guys, like, beating out highly high, high regarded, like, recruits out of high school and college, like, beating them out, like, for spots. And like you know, just seeing that, it's like, man, you can really get, make it from anywhere, you know. You know, get your tape out, you know, like you know, get your film out. You know, you never know what could happen. You never know someone can make a phone call, and all of a sudden, like, you're in front of you know, real like real time GMs. Like, you never know where it could take you realistically. Like realistically, so I mean, just always keeping open minds, opportunities. Like, 
anywhere because you know, especially like I want to bring up like John Morant because his story is crazy. Just because you know he 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 went to Murray State like their camp, but he wasn't there. Like he wasn't no like highly like, high high regarded recruit. You know he wasn't there. Like he wasn't he wasn't the guy that they were looking for. Like he was like they didn't they didn't you know tell him to come because like you know you're gonna be on the gonna be on the main court. You know we're, we're trying to evaluate your game like. Their coach, like, literally was getting some food, like, in the back gym, just watched him play and knew he was special, you know. Like, and he was in the back gym. Like, what are the odds he gets hungry? Like, what are the odds he doesn't get hungry? He doesn't discover John Morant. Like, it's, like, that simple like that. You know, like, you never know who's watching. You never know what you could do. Like, I think, like, never settle. Like, never settle, like, never settle for anything, you know, especially when it comes to just, like, sports and everything like that. Just keep pushing. Uh, I think, like, you know, nothing's out of the cards, like I said, so. I mean, if it happens down the line, like, all glory to God. But mm. you know, for right now, I just got to figure out, you know, ways to get better each and every day. Yeah. That's one thing I agree with. You know, it's it's these, you know, D2, D3 teams, you know, they don't, they don't get the proper coverage that they should be getting on, you know. I mean, even if it's local, you know, you know, I, I had a bunch of buddies I went to high school with. They played Endicott. They played, uh, they played a bunch of, you know, Framingham all these smaller schools, but, you know, I mean, I would like to see some coverage, you know, locally, you know, even, even if it's, you know, a local, a local channel, just to, just to get their name out there, just to, you know, show, you know, what they're doing. Cause I mean, some of these kids are are better than some of the D uh, the D one kids without a doubt. Yeah. I was going to get into that. Like for real. Cause I know a lot of people out there, like a lot of my friends or a lot of people that I know play sports, like they had Division One offers, but they turned them down because they know like the politics there at D1 mm-hmm. schools that they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that some of my friends could definitely play at D1 schools. You know, you know, I never doubted I could be a D1 player either. But you know, you know, going D2 is not a bad thing. I think I think the biggest thing for people to realize is that going to college to play sports, like no matter if it's D1, D2, JUCO, whatever it is, D3, like you're you you're a very good player because not a lot of people are able to go to go to college and play sports. Like mm-hmm. I think people people it's like D one or bust. That's right. it. But I think like there's like there's nothing like being able to go to school for free, like or go to school for like almost like thirty like three fourths of the price, you know, depending on what division you play, like just to play just to play a sport and, and get get an education. Like I think that's like that's something that people really need to like realize like that you know they're spe- like they're they're a special player like they have they're gifted at this that they're able to you know go to go to these schools like d1 through d3 doesn't matter you know I, I think a lot of people just see social media they see like all the people on balls like they see the people like everyone yeah. on like you know all these big platforms like overtime and this that and the third so they're thinking like in their head they're drilling into their head like d1 or bus and if yeah. i don't make it if i don't make a d1 like what are people gonna think about me but it's like you know I watched D three basketball games before I, you know, before I made college decision, and I'm like, these kids can hoop. Like, it's not like it's not no cakewalk out there. Like, you're not just gonna go out there and, and you know just throw up half court shots and think you're chilling like if a D one player. Like, they're out there to play. Like, I think they they play the game so much more like so much more balanced. Like, they share the ball and all that stuff like that. You know, just like it's it like it's it's like poetry, honestly. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's so smooth too, especially because like, you know D one. You know, I see a lot of the people with big time dunks. You know, like Bleacher Report, all that stuff like that, fast breaks and all that stuff. But like, if you just sit down and watch a D three basketball game, like you'll realize that some of these guys can like really play basketball. Yeah. So I mean, 
that's my yeah. message for like young young guys out there you know, who are listening to this. Like, never let anyone tell you that like you got to go D one or you're a failure because like that's just not that's not what it is. Not that's not how you should look at it. You know, if you're able to play at any any school uh, at any point in time, like that's a blessing for sure. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well said. Uh, you know, my last question for you, man. Uh, before a game, before practice, what you listening to? What type of music you listening to? He's from. He's originally from Texas, so I, I think country music is up on there. Hey, my friend Katie. Shout out to my friend Katie, though. She, uh, she's trying to get me into country music. Couldn't do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to Katie, shout out to Meg. You know they they they're trying to get me into the countryside, but can't really. I can't I can't envision myself doing that. But uh, before before practice four games, I'm listening to I'm listening to Pop Smoke, listening to you know Rest in Peace Pop Smoke, listening, uh, Rest in Peace King Von, listening to King Von a lot. You know, just anything like anything really aggressive, just to get you like get you really going. I listen to like Lil Durk. Uh, NBA young boy, <laughs> NBA young boy, crazy. Like you get, you get, you get you going. Like don't matter what song. It's just like, like just the way he raps is just like, like I listen to that when I wake up in the morning, just to make sure I'm waking up, just to make sure like my eyes are wide. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll blast it on my headphones just to make sure. I wake up. <laughs> like my mom, my mom can tell you that she'll hear me like playing music really loud in the morning. She's like, "What are you doing up there? Like, why are you like, why are you, why are you playing music? Why are you playing music loud?" <laughs> <laughs> I like trust me, it's my routine. Like I gotta get yeah. into it. Like yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm listening to all that, all that aggressive, anything like anything fast pace. You know, I put Chuck on some future. You know <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, it's like it's more, it's more just like anything like rap. I listen to old school rap though. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I to, uh, what's I what's to your definition of old school rap though? <laughs> like Mob Beat. Oh, okay, like, okay. okay. Dog, Biggie, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Like I listen okay. to all. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bone Stuck in Army. All that. Ooh. Ooh. They're always coming around with those concerts. You see the yeah. little, uh, the oh, little yeah, posters, posters on the side of you know yeah. Room One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're playing the Lynn Memorial Auditorium. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Okay too, stuff like that. Okay, Stankonia. I think yeah. I think you have to like you have to respect you know where music came from. I mean I know like some people like some people throwing shade at at the rappers now. I mean <laughs> you got guys that are just mumbling and stuff like that, but you know. People just like people nowadays. Like if it sounds good, I'm gonna just listen yeah. to it. Like just cause of the, just cause the beat couldn't even couldn't even recite the lyrics to you, but they just think it's good just cause it sounds good. But I mean, you gotta appreciate where music just came from, you know, to like really appreciate like how how it sounds now, especially. That's why I have Charles pick out the music for the uh, for the episodes. <laughs> you know, if it was me, I, I I'm going. You know, Nas. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going Big L. I'm going Biggie. I'm 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 sticking with that. But he's yeah. like. Uh, Put on some Nipsey Hustle. Put on some. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> this is all stuff that I mean. I mean, me growing up, I listened to you know, you know, original Eminem. You know, the real Slim Shady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Outcast. Yeah, definitely. But, definitely. 
me, me before a game, you know, eighth grade me playing basketball, I'm listening to the jock jams, getting myself pumped up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Darude, Sandstorm, you know, <laughs> that techno. I had that techno there you go. mix, yeah, mix. Hey, there's nothing wrong with techno. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with techno. Man. I know, I know someone, I know someone that listens to classical music before games. Oh, wow. I, yeah, a lot of people listen to the classical R&B. All that, all yeah, that. Yeah. I never understood that for a little bit, but I mean, I kind of understood it later because it kind of just gets you like calm. Because, yeah, it kind of yeah. calms you down, makes you like. But I mean, I just like to be like full speed, like 100%. yeah. Like I just like to be like, I like to be, I like to get going. Like I like to, especially when I have braids, like to just you know, <laughs> just something like that, something like that. You know, I always, like, I always wanted dreads, like I always wanted, uh, I always wanted dreadlocks. But my mom wasn't really a fan of it. So, like, I was like, I'm going to settle for braids. I just wanted something that I can just, like, move around to. So, like, I remember the process. I remember the process. But yeah, when the, when the music comes on, <laughs> like, I feel like I can just, you know, be crazy with it. You know, yeah. like that. that's always been one of my dreams, like, just to, like, mm-hmm. be able to, like, just get some get some of my hair going, something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, some, something, something to get me going in the morning. Definitely, definitely. You'll hear, you'll hear a lot of music from my dorm. People down the hall know what it is. <laughs> they they know who it is too. I think I didn't I haven't gotten the noise complaint yet. So hey, okay, you got the RA running down the hall. Oh, Mr. Noble playing Stony down here. <laughs> I mean I didn't got the noise so, I mean hopefully I don't get one, but yeah, I haven't got one yet. So maybe they like the music too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, you know, man, this is this has been a great uh uh nah this has been a special episode man mm-hmm. uh again uh not only because i know you I, I know your journey uh we talk on the regular it's it's just you know i really wanted you know you to come on and have you know our listeners and viewers just really get to know you even more uh um i want me myself and dan we we tell all our guests man we we want we want our guests to feel comfortable and just have a normal conversation. You know, just like just three We're not guys sit here and pressure you. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Sure. So just three guys talking and just, you know, going with the flow. And um I think I think tonight's episode, man, um was was really good for that. And you know, it, it, I learned even a little bit more about yourself. You know, and I've known you for uh about what, 4 or 5 years now. So, yeah. you know, uh that's even good to know now. So, you know, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, definitely. Appreciate yeah. y'all having me. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully I can come on soon. Again. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I'm going to um, need to add a Stonehill jersey up there. There you yeah, go. Sure. I'm have to get <laughs> <laughs> What's your number, Chuck? Uh, right now, like, they gave – because I'm a freshman, man, they gave me a, they gave me a crazy number. I'm number, I'm number 39, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is this baseball? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I mean, I thought it was going to get, like, something, like, in the 20s, man. But I, like, I saw 39 on my, on my like, on my helmet. I was like, nah, man. But then, hopefully, hopefully next year, hopefully next year I can get something in the 20s and maybe a single-digit number. Yeah, dominate that's, this upcoming season. I mean, that's what Cyrus said. He's like, you know, they give yeah. the they give the freshman the the higher numbers. Yeah. He grabbed thirty three, stuck with it, but now he's going to Boise State. He's like, you'll yeah. see my new number. You know, just wait. Yeah, yeah. I was number one. I was number one in high school. 
So right. obviously, no, obviously, no, I wasn't getting number one going to college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, but obviously, like, I'm not gonna like no senior's gonna be like, oh, I'm giving you number one. Like, yeah, hell, yeah. No, I ain't happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can hear about the walk out with no number thirty nine. <laughs> I know how it is, but uh, I'm gonna just have to work my way up so I can get that respect and hopefully get that number one. Definitely, definitely, more motivation, more motivation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, we appreciate you having on, bro. We hope to talk to you soon, brother. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate y'all having me again. Um, yeah, hopefully y'all have a good night, man. Rest up. I'm going to get Chuck in the summer, so you better be practicing. Uh, I'll, oh, you I'll, be there. I'll be there. He, he, yeah, he no, already bro. said he's he's known you for four or five years, and you've been kicking his butt for uh, for four or five years, Trey? Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> In the weight room, man. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely been awesome talking with you. And uh, you know, it's, it's definitely humbling. And you know, hopefully, some of our listeners take, uh, take your advice and, you know, just, just use right. it in their everyday life. You know, from sports to, you know, just even outside of sports. You know, it's like I said, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and we'll definitely be able to uh, get you on, uh, in the near future. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity in the platform. It really means a lot to me and my family. So That's what we're here for, man. Definitely, Trey. We'll talk to you soon, bro. Talk to you soon. All right. So. Woo! What a, what, a, what a special guest we had on, man. Uh, shout out uh, Trevor Noble, uh, a.k.a. Trey. Uh, knowing him since he was in eighth grade, uh, to see the man he's become. Uh, he's becoming um is really humbling um because uh you know you, you got what you got that's who he is he's a humble individual passionate uh, very family oriented um loves his mom uh mm. you know loves his brother uh and he just wants to uh, do right in this world and you know we uh you know we need more uh individuals like him like himself because you know, you just root for those type of uh, individuals in in life. You know, not just sports, sports, but just in life, you just root for individuals just to just to make it. You know, for sure. Definitely. I mean, you you just listening to his story. I mean, I I knew a little bit about him prior to prior to talking to him, and it's just you know just hearing where he came from to where he is now and to where he sees himself in the future. It's it's definitely you know it's it's humbling and it's it's very eye opening to somebody who doesn't know you know trey like you do you know like me i i i didn't know him prior to you know uh, i'd probably say like a few weeks ago but now it's like all right i'm gonna follow and i can't wait to see what he does both on and off the field definitely definitely shout out to you trey and i can't wait to see what he does to you on the court (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what he was talking about nah i'm joking he 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 gets the best of me for sure All right, so uh, we're gonna hit a quick break. We'll come back with some uh, some college hoop and some uh, some NBA action. We'll talk some trade trade talks and how awful the Celtics did. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Fucking awesome, applaud him And you say New York City Clap for him, clap for him
Alright, we're back and uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit some uh, NBA games. This is one of our, some of our favorite games. There's just been so much action going on. I don't even want to talk about some of the stuff. <laughs> so much activity going on. Uh, for our, as you don't as you know, the trade deadline for the NBA was today, 3 p.m. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of surprising stuff happened. Uh, especially for our, our Celtics. Um, and, you know, let's talk that this first game coming up on Friday. Uh, we got Celtics versus Bucks. Uh, tough <laughs> loss. <laughs> tough loss um, last night. Um, Daniel Tice, maybe he got traded because he missed, he missed <laughs> that last, that last three points. Daniel Tice should not be – he should not be shooting threes. I mean, I get it. He gets lucky every once in a while. He, he's just like Marcus Smart. You know, he'll hit them just random times during regular season. Just stop! Like you're, you're big. You're big. You're yeah, big. And it was, a, it was a good play, um, because they didn't have no other options. Tatum couldn't get open. Kimba, or Brown. Um, I think if Tice didn't fade away from that shot, uh, he could have either got fouled or he could have just got a better opportunity to, hopefully, make that shot. But you know, the Celtics, man, they made a couple moves today. You know, trading away Tice to the Bulls, uh, Javante Green, uh. Jeff T to the Magic got Evan Fournier, which is a good good trade. Um, I like Evan Fournier; he's a twenty point per game scorer. Um, and I think I think the Celtics just need to replace Gordon Hayward in some way, and Evan Fournier does kind of fit that that gap in between for Hayward. But you know, it adds more scoring off the bench. I don't know if he's going to start or is Marcus Smart going to come off the bench. I I don't know, but you know, uh, can the Celtics? Is this a revenge game? You think against the Bucks? Uh, I definitely think it is, but I I know that with the NBA and all these trade moves, some of these guys they're not going to be playing for you know who oh, knows yeah. how long. You know they're they're not going to hop right into the team. They they're, they're going to have to uh, isolate because as of now, you know Fournier's day to day, and and same with uh, Wagner. Um. Who knows? I mean, who knows what their protocol is? I mean, is has Adam Silver said anything? No, or is, I, it, or is I, it basically up to the, I mean, each team or or governor of the state, you know, who's who's making these decisions for these players? I mean, I, I I'm not a big Evan Fournier fan. I definitely think that we lost too many pieces. Mm to not really do much and especially Danny Ainge doing something in what six years, seven years, finally, finally making a move. Seems and like the 08 it's, season. It's, Jesus. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, don't bring up the 08 season with this team. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think they're not, they're not even going to be in contention right now. I texted you earlier when I said that, you know, the Celtics are in trade talks with, with the Bulls. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll get Zach Levine. And you you just you text me back and you're like, I don't think so. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much in a nutshell. <laughs> you're crazy. Uh, That's not happening. You know. But, the, I mean, I, I just I, – I don't think – I mean, I gave Brad to finish this year and possibly next year to coach this team. I mean, we're not going to do it with the with the core around us now, but moving forward, 
Who knows? Looking at this game, though, I can tell you right now, with Romeo Langford still out, Tristan Thompson out, semi day to day, and you know, who knows with these new guys? They, they gotta they gotta self isolate. I absolutely I, I I see the Bucks just steamrolling. They're gonna <laughs> take a hot stinky Duke all over <laughs> the Celtics team. This, this, <laughs> the, we went from a depleted Celtics team to an even more depleted Celtics. <laughs> No semi Ojale too. He's, he's banged up. I don't get it. I mean, the the Bucks are just. I mean, they're just gonna absolutely. Like I said, they're gonna walk all over the Celtics team. It's gonna be an embarrassment. And if you think about it, they should have won by like forty points. <laughs> they just they just took the foot <laughs> off the gas against the Celtics. That that little comeback they had. Uh, you know, I got the Celtics losing in this pretty bad. Too. And I think, I think, I think they just pissed off even Giannis even even more. Uh, you know, Giannis. The one thing I love about Giannis, he's very competitive. Uh, so you know, he's gonna take that as a loss, even though they won. But you know, they came back. So you know, I got the Bucks winning at least by twenty points or more uh, because oh, yeah. again, Celtics depleted. Tatum, Brown, Kemba. They're just I don't know. They can't flow this whole season. Marcus Smart. I thought Marcus Smart was off the. Was gonna get traded uh, uh, ASAP, but I guess that wasn't uh, the problem. So yeah, Bucks, Bucks by twenty in this one for sure. And I, you know, just just looking at it and looking at uh, uh, the Bulls right now, mm-hmm. and looking at the standings, you know, the Celtics they they got the eighth seed right now. They're 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 an eighth in the Eastern Conference. They got the Pacers right behind them, the Bulls right behind them, the Raptors right behind them. I honestly think that the Bulls are going to start making a run. They got they a good pieces back. Good. They got some good pieces in the trade. Yeah, they definitely did. And I think right now they're going to be in some major contention. And I think with the way that this, the rest of the season, the back end of the season is going to play out. They're just going to start mixing and matching these starters, these lineups, Who's playing with who? And I, I think that's what they need to do. They need to start seeing who works well with who because you have two young guys in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Two young guys leading this team. And yeah, you want to look at the veteran in in Marcus Smart, who's, you know, ideally the the the, sh- the shot caller, if you will. He's he can only say so much, but you can't really be the veteran guy coaching this team when you're not as good as Tatum or Brown. Yeah. You know, and and I just think I think that is as much as the green teamers out here wanna wanna bash me for this, I think we should have gotten rid of Smart. I, I agree. And 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 again Smart coming off that injury. Again, I saw a a record uh with Smart coming back. They're two and six. They're two and six with him and I think they're eleven and thirteen without him. Um, both records are not uh, are bad, but like I just feel like Marcus Smart shouldn't be taking the the last shots. And again, I respect that he's confident enough to shoot those shots, but it's just not falling through for him. And he's been taking too many of the late game shots. And I just feel like Tatum and Brown need to do a better job at just trying to get open and get ready. But again, it's the play calling. Who's calling the play? Is Brad Stevens? Like Brad Stevens is calling these plays. What happened to Brad Stevens being the best, you know, late game caller uh, uh, type of coach? And 
he's just not getting it done with this group. And over the previous years, they've always been great at late game situations. Again, you had a safety net with Kyrie, you know, um, but I just feel like, I don't know this, this, if Brad doesn't even, if the sub team don't make the playoffs, I don't know. There's going to be some talks with Brad Stevens because it just shows that the Celtics don't, the Celtics players don't want to hear him anymore. And, you know, maybe it's time for a change. It's, it's usually good for a change, you know. I definitely don't blame him. I wouldn't want to hear little Bradley talking to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, this game here is going to be a blowout. Bucks by 20. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe this will wake the Celtics up even more to get ready. I hope so. It definitely should have lit a fire up under him to, to get motivated. You know, yeah. you, you could be next, you know, coming up on the off season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Celtics right. Celtics are taking a huge L. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're playing there. If they if they stay in the eighth seed, they have to play in the playing game. You know, they're doing this different type of setting uh to see who gets in the eighth seed. So whoever's in the ninth seed and the tenth seed. They play in a little tournament to see who makes the playoffs. So Celtics, you don't want to be in that type. Either way, if you, even if you get to the AFC, you play against the Sixers, who are number one, they'll probably sweep you or mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll get one game and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? So either either just tank for the rest of the season or, you know, just they definitely change they def- Yeah, they definitely should tank. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll get that number one ping pong ball. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, let's get into our second game, man. We got we got Suns versus Raptors, and you know, with this game in particular, uh, Kyle Lowry, he's still a Raptor. Um, with all that rumbling going on, it definitely, it, it definitely made me scratch my head. You know, because yeah, here I'm gonna scratch my head right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you said, he was throwing up the peace sign. You know, I even brought up he had that interview the post-game interview yesterday and and he was on facetime with drake and drake's what part part owner of the uh even though he, he he's one of those fanboys that wishes he was on the team <laughs> i mean i i i think this raptors team they they need to start playing to their potential i mean they're not the same raptors team that they were two years ago yeah. you know what what happened to them yeah. you know I even last year, even last year, they played hard last year. Yeah, but they're going up against this tough Suns team. I, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe because Kyle Lowry left with what? What do you have uh, last night? Eight points. Eight points. Something like that. Like six assists or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I, I, I thought he just called it quits because I heard, I heard somewhere that, uh, that he wanted to sign a one-day deal to retire as a Raptor, and I'm like, all right, Kyle Lowry's gone. And, and then he, oh, he sold his house. Yeah, he sold his house in Toronto too. Yeah, maybe he's gonna get that bigger house. <laughs> oh yeah, painting that Monopoly money up there in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and uh, you know, I got I got the Suns winning this because the Suns. I'm glad the Suns didn't make any moves in the trade uh, deadline because they're just playing very well. They're you know, you, Devin Booker again. I'm gonna keep saying it is playing like a different Devin Booker that over the um, previous years. Uh, Chris Paul effect is real. Uh, uh, you know, Monte Williams, the head coach for the Suns, has gotten these guys, you know, playing together as one. Um, we tend to forget they were 8 0 in the bubble, even though they didn't make the playoffs, but they had some momentum going in to this season, up uh, this season. So, you know, I got the Suns winning. Uh, 
uh, because the Raptors are just depleted. Um, even Pascal Siakam and Nick Nurse got into it <laughs> a couple nights ago. Um, so that when a player coach, an, an important player as Pascal is to this team, going at uh, the head coach, that just shows the writing on the wall a little bit. Um, and again, it's 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 competition, so I get it. Egos get in the way, but I just feel like that. It just felt like the Raptors were going to make even a bigger move. Now they again they can get Drummond in the buyout, or they can get Marcus Aldridge. It probably won't happen, but you know I just think this Raptors team. I mean they lost Norman Powell to the Blazers, mm. to the Blazers. So you know it just felt like some the Raptors were just going to break up, and you know Fred Van Fleet was just going to be the one that's just like, hey, where's everybody at? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know uh, the Raptors are depleted, and again this might wake them up. Maybe Kyle Lowry gets them new energy, but. Uh, the the Suns are playing well. I got the Suns winning. Um, it's gonna be a close game, I think, because again, the Raptors still they play hard. They just they're just not the, like you said. They're not the same Raptors at all. They're not. They're they're definitely not. And I mean, who knows? They might they might come out you know after this trade deadline and and just absolutely start lighting it up. But I think at at this point, it's a little a little too late. But going back to the game, I I, I see this game close to you know believe it or not. I see the game being close for some for some strange reason. I think I think Kyle Lowry's going to wake up, and uh, you know Van Fleet's going to go absolute crazy. And I, I I see the Suns winning, but I I see it as a close game. Mm. To be honest with you, uh, especially being in Toronto, uh, who, who knows who, who knows what, the, what 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 you're going to get out of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I see a close game, but the Suns pulling away with it. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Phoenix. Uh, you guys are earning your playoff uh, seedings for sure. Uh, let's go to our next game: Nuggets versus Pelicans. Uh, uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game, uh, exciting game, uh, because Aaron Gordon um, got traded to to Denver um, from Orlando, and uh, you know, again, I thought the Celtics were going to get him as well, uh, but I guess the numbers and picks whatever didn't match but you know this is a uh, this is a big pickup for the nuggets uh you know i think it gives the joker even more time to rest and just not be the only playmaker out there aaron gordon is a a a major a crazy athlete um you know he's athletic he can she could jump off the gym uh his three-point shot percentage is not really good but that will improve because denver they play a, a great uh space type of style offense and just let um, Jamal Murray and Joker um, do the dirty work. Uh, you know, I think the Nuggets are going to beat this Pelicans team. The Pelicans didn't make any type of moves. They kept Lonzo Ball, um, which is surprising. Shocking. Yeah. Absolute shot, especially, you know, talking what, – what did we talk about, you know, about a month ago? You know, Lonzo Balls and trade talks. And, right. you know, nothing comes out of it. You know, how, does, how do you think that affects the player, you know? He wants he wants out, but things don't work out. You know, think, is he going to play as hard as he used to prior to wanting out, or is he just going to like fall to the waistline? Well, I I don't have my note in my notes, but I don't know where the Pelicans are in seeding. But I think it depends on where they're at in the playoff season. Now, if they're they have no chance to make a playoffs this year, which you know, to my memory, I think they're uh, they're like climbing just a little bit, but I just feel like. You know, if the if the season's just a wash, you know you're probably gonna just play hard to see uh, and try out for. It's basically like you're trying out the rest of the season for other teams when because I believe he's a free agent coming up. So 
I think he just plays the way he's been playing all season, which is great basketball. I thought the Clippers was going to really got, get him before they got Rondo. Uh, so, you know, uh, Rondo. <laughs> Rondo, you were, you were saying Rondo, right? Uh, you know, Celtics get to Rondo, but you know, uh, I just feel like, you know, that was a shocker that Lonzo didn't get uh, traded, but you know, I, Zion is is playing very well. Brandon Ingram is playing well, but they just don't have enough uh, to compete with this Denver team. Denver's uh, starting to climb up a little bit, and uh, this can this can be a, a ultimate win for Denver. So I got Denver winning in a in a close, high scoring game for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm riding with you. I mean, the the Pelicans they're not even you know they're behind the Grizzlies and Warriors outside right. of outside of that eight seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I. At this point, I don't see any realistic outcome for them to continue the season. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at their schedule, you know they 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 have a pretty I wouldn't say tough schedule, but a fairly easy schedule probably up until mid-April, early May. I mean, yeah, they hit Brooklyn twice. Yeah, you know, they got the 76ers, but other than that, they got Denver, and then they have Dallas, Boston, Orlando, Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta again, and then Brooklyn. So it's like it's a cakewalk up until April 7th. I'm looking at right now against Brooklyn, and then they're on they're 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 two games April 7th, April 9th. April 7th is against Brooklyn, April 9th is against Philadelphia. Mm. That's I mean that's that's tough. I mean you're you're pretty much going from practice, 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 practice. All of a sudden you're going to a championship game. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, I mean I I just I don't know. I don't I I don't think I have any faith in this Pelicans team. Yeah, their their standings will improve with these games, but who knows? They 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 need to keep healthy. They need to keep healthy, and uh, you know I know Lonzo Ball. He's he's right now. I think he's day to day. Um, on the injury report, but you know, day to day, they they pretty much list everybody day to day. Yeah, even, even if they're not sick or or injured, it's just their rest days. But you know, if if they stay healthy, if Zion starts, you know, I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers himself. But Lonzo Ball needs to also step up, and that goes back to the point of, you know, I don't think Lonzo is going to play to his potential because he wanted out of the, the Pelicans organization. He, he wanted, he wanted, you know, maybe go elsewhere and, and become a leader that he wants to be. But I mean, who knows how he's going to play? Let's, let's see how he plays against Denver. I mean, who knows? He could come out flat or he could come out, you know, on top. Uh, at this point, I don't, I, I'm going to fade the Pelicans. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be going nuggets all day. Nuggets all day. Nuggets all day for sure. Uh, let's go our last Friday game. Let's go Heat versus Hornets. Uh, what, you know the Heat just picked up Victor Oladipo. Uh, man, it's just it's just looking worse and worse for us. <laughs> another another guy that the Celtics should have picked up Victor Oladipo, but you know the Heat team they're they're uh, they're they're again they're smelling blood now. They're they're starting to feel their groove. They they recently signed Trevor Ariza, another defensive player, another veteran, another champion um, on this team. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, Bam out of bio. Uh, they even kept 
Tyler Hero and, and Duncan Robinson. You um, say that name. <laughs> you got Duncan. <laughs> yeah, and you know the only Duncan, the only Duncan I like is right here, my Duncan Donuts and Tim <laughs> and my boy Tim Duncan. All right. <laughs> the only Duncans I want to hear. It's the fundamentals. <laughs> but you, you know, I, this Heat team in, I'm hearing Lamarcus Aldridge wants to come to the Heat. So that even makes it even uh, a tougher outage for a lot of Eastern Conference teams. So, you know, the Heat, man, they're again, they're finding their stride. I, I said it um, in the beginning. I said the Heat just, you know, they it's a rush season. They were just in the finals. You need some time to get. I think Jimmy even Jimmy Butler even got COVID during the, the season. So the team uh, camaraderie wasn't really where it should be. So, you know, the Heat, uh, this Hornets team, what's up with Michael Jordan picking all this Celtics team? He got Brad, Brad Wadamaker. Wadamaker. <laughs> You got Terry Rozier. You got Gordon Hayward. <laughs> like, uh, and I, I like that pick because Brad Watermaker, I mean, he's not a sub, uh, he's not going to take over LaMelo's spot because LaMelo does a lot of stuff. But, you know, LaMelo balls hurt. So, you know, Brad Watermaker probably just be a, a, a natural point guard that, that he is and just try to run the offense. But this Heat team is too much right now, especially if Victor Oladipo comes to play this game and, um, is it's just and it just adds another defender for the C team. So the Heat are gonna win by at least fifteen points or more, I think. This game. Yeah, especially the Hornets, they gotta rely on Terry Rogier. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out Scary Terry. He's been playing really great uh this, this season, but you know, I thought he was gonna get traded too. You know, that was another shocker, but the Lamella ball injury probably stop that you know definitely did i mean he's he's averaging 20.3 points per game right now <clears throat> but you know, it's it's hard to replace uh lamello yeah and uh, i mean who knows what this what this wrist injury is he still in contention for rookie of the year well i'm i'm hearing you know he comes back in four to six weeks uh he'll get reevaluated but i think i think you know and if the hornets stay and i think they're in the playoffs hunt yeah i think they're seventh mm-hmm. seed or something like that you know they they if they get lamelo back during that time during playoffs lamelo can come back and you know maybe win that rookie of the uh, year award you know um uh, anthony oh, edwards from minnesota is you know he's making a huge argument about that but you know even give it to lamelo i think still if the hornets have a better record than the minnesota timberwolves so yeah. Hornets are in fourth in the conference and they're <laughs> first in their division. <laughs> Followed by the Hawks and the Heat. <laughs> so it it just shows you I think I think the 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 uh comparison to from eighth to like fourth is just by one game by record wise. So with these teams. So the East is a mess. So you know, but again, the Heat, they're 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 uh they're a championship level team now, especially if they get Lamarcus Aldridge uh, because it gives Bam out about to play the four position, give Lamarcus to play the five. Bam can rest, not banging with bodies every night, playing the center. And uh, you know, uh again, they lost they've only lost Avery Bradley, who hasn't played all year. They lost Kelly Olenek. So they that's not really big pieces that Kelly <laughs> Watch the Celtics buy him out and get him. <laughs> no, I don't want him back. Yeah, I, know, I, don't I don't want, want him, him. <laughs> and his stupid uh, uh, hair braid or whatever, whatever he's wearing. Uh, I'm pretty sure my daughter has the same exact, uh, you know, little headband that that he wears. Every game. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so yeah, the Heat they didn't lose much. So yeah, shout out to the Heat. They're 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 gonna they're gonna pick it back things back up. So especially with this game against the Hornets, the Hornets team. 
without a doubt. I mean, yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm, I'm, yeah, no arguing there. <laughs> let's let's go to our, our Saturday game. You know, one Saturday game for 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 our picks here. We got the Sixers versus Clippers. Uh, tough game. Tough uh, finals matchup. Mm, who did I pick? I think I might have to reevaluate. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I did. I, I think I did have. I think I did have the Hornets going deep, but I don't know. Seventy Sixers team. There's, they're, they're, they're on playing well level. without Joel Embiid right now. It's that's. I mean, it's that's insane. And, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they're playing well. The Clippers just signed Rajon Rondo. Uh, that's what the Clippers <laughs> needed. <laughs> you know, um, especially with him and Pat Beverly. Uh, you know, sad that Lou Williams had to go in that trade, but you know, Lou Williams is from Atlanta, so he'll be happy about that. Uh, I, I got I got this going in overtime for for some reason and the Clippers winning in overtime because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are uh are playing outstanding ball. Uh you know, Ben Simmons, uh Tobias Harris is playing well. Um surprisingly Danny Green was in the trade toss to go to the Warriors, but I guess nothing happened. Uh depleted Warriors team right now. Yeah, I feel for them. Uh but uh, you know, I got this game for, like I said, going in overtime for some reason because Philly's playing great uh, without Joel Embiid, uh, who's coming back soon um, from that scary knee injury. But you know, the Clippers, uh, I got them winning in overtime, uh, and uh, it's gonna be a close one. So yeah, too much quiet though, and Paul George down the stretch for me. <sighs> I don't know. I'm I'm just it's, it's a tough matchup. And I do see your point. Yeah, it might go to overtime, but I, I see it close, and I see somebody, uh, somebody hitting a, uh, a buzzer beater, and and that buzzer beater is going to come from the 76ers. Sixers. Tobias Harris. Uh, I don't know. Shake might be, uh, you know, it, it might even be some, uh, some, some little scrub. Uh, <laughs> Dan Green, he's not a scrub. Uh, no, nah, Dan Green, you're not a scrub. But uh, Dan no, Green I, could hit those game winners too. I, 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 I think the Sixers are going to win. Ooh, uh, I do. And, you know, it, it just you know, right now, Philadelphia and the Lakers, it's halftime, tied at fifty-four. You know, just going off of the Lakers right now. How are the Lakers going to do without LeBron? <laughs> And AD, <laughs> and, and I, I, they they can't they I mean they can't really rely on some of their I wouldn't call them backups I would just say they can't really rely on the rest of the team I mean right. even though it's not just a one man team but you know it is LeBron James he's a, but, uh, and again uh, like we, we like we said with uh when we had Trevor on having LeBron. Not in in the NBA right now due to injury is just it's so it, it's 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 not the same it doesn't feel right uh, and the Lakers man uh, you know they they can't they can't do anything right now they can't win no games because they don't have a closer they don't have a, a guy you can just rely on in some moments here they play hard which and that's credit to to Frank Vogel as the head coach but you know they uh you know they're just depleted so. You know, uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. but when they come back, they 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 can afford to slide down the the standings. And you know, LeBron said a few years ago, it doesn't matter where a seed in my team's in, <laughs> we're gonna go to the championship. <laughs> and they did that that with that year. So you know, uh, you know, I'm not worried about the Lakers. They're just going through some some adversity. They'll be they'll be better. There's only so much Kyle Kuzma can do. Right. Oh man. Oh well. Rest in peace. The Lakers. <laughs> For now. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I got the Sixers winning that game. Without a doubt. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to yeah. burst your bubble. <laughs> and uh <laughs> again, and 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 major shout out to uh to Rajah Rondo. I hope he uh hope he does well um with the Clippers because um you know, he hasn't played much this season. Um, I, I don't know if he's hurt or not, but, you know, the Clippers needed a, a actual point guard, and they got it. Um, I don't know if he's going to start. He probably will start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the, and it brings more defense to this team, which is scary already. But, you know, so, yeah, shout out to the Clippers. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Clippers. They're yeah. going to They're going to lose. Yeah, they're gonna lose, man. <laughs> you think so? Wait, you think so? <laughs> I think I think I think the Clippers are gonna win in overtime. Uh yeah. But that as uh, as, as Dikembe Matumbo once said, no 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 no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, that, that ends our our NBA talk. Uh you know, uh let's go to this strange Strange NCAA tournament. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's just what it's, has happened, man. I Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago happened. Like, <laughs> well, I I don't even i I don't even know where to begin. I I mean, I got I got a little reworking here. So okay, if if I end up winning. This bracket challenge against you. I no longer want you to wear a hot dog or a pizza suit. I want you to wear this jersey right over my head. This Peyton Pritchard jersey. Okay. And you need to wear this. (laughs) (laughs) This Oregon duck foam head for a full episode okay <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's what i'm switching it up to a deal's a deal like like you said we we talked all fair about it you got me man you got me and, and, and you know the scary thing is your your picks are <laughs> starting to, <laughs> your picks are starting to pan out right now for me you know I, I mean not right now i mean let me let me hop into the bracket that i have because i'm i'm like 90 percent sure that my final four is completely screwed. Come on, Michigan. Uh, Come on, Michigan. I had I had Illinois to win the whole thing. Uh, that was a complete shocker when they lost. Um, but just just looking at, you know, I, I'm still in first place. I got 370 points, and I think my 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 top points that I can get are probably like 820. If the rest of my uh, picks come to fruition, mm-hmm. um, 
I actually did have Oregon making it to the Sweet 16, but I didn't have them going to the Elite Eight. You know, looking at my Elite Eight, I had Virginia, Kansas, Colorado, Texas. Yeah. You know, one of them that's still in, Baylor. I had Texas Tech, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, Houston still alive. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, popping over to my final <laughs> my final four, <laughs> Kansas, Colorado, Baylor, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> and and we, we talked a little bit about it. Do you think COVID has been uh, – has – you know, affected, you know, the players or is it just one of those NCAA type I think of tournaments? I think it's just a crazy year, you know? Yeah. I, I loved, I love Texas tech. I've been, I've been high on Texas oh. tech since, since, Damn. you know, I, I think I, I think I bring it up almost every episode we talk about college. Yeah. I, yeah. I was high on Texas tech when they lost to uh, Virginia, you know, in, in, in the finals back in, what was that? 2008. No, was it? no, 2019. 19, 19, yep. Yeah. And, you know, they they fell short to Virginia. Um, but speaking of Texas Tech, hopefully we have a uh, very special guest uh, coming our yes. way soon. Hopefully um, soon. Hopefully soon. Once we get that approved, we will uh, drop some hints. Uh, but, That's yeah. Um, I mean, I... My brackets completely. Yo, completely since the first day, since the first day, I just been. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm glad I don't have. I don't have any hair on my head anymore. But man, if I did, Jesus, oh my God! Like I I'm even I, nervous. I think I texted you that first round, and I'm like, "What is going on, Oral Roberts?" And you're like, "Yep, welcome to the madness." I'm like, "Yeah, but this is the first game." And this Michigan, I got Michigan winning, but this they're going against Alabama. Hopefully. No, hopefully. No, I'm sorry. Hopefully they no, hopefully Michigan gets out of Florida State. I'm sorry. And uh UCLA. I think I think Alabama will beat UCLA. Uh but I don't know. These Pac 12 teams, man. I know, I know, I know. And I, if Michigan uh does eventually win against Florida State and they have to play Alabama. That game's gonna scare me so much because again, like you've been saying as well, man, you've been consistent. This is a different Alabama team. This is a different Alabama. It is, and that's that's why it's like, yeah, Alabama's known as um a a college, I mean a, a football football school. But you know, it, <clears throat> I just I, I don't I don't see them making it. I mean I was I was big on them and I'll even pull this. Roll hunk, Tide, hunk of junk. <laughs> um, no, but they're, they're, the the SEC is just—it's uh, just strange this season. And I think yeah. it, I think it comes back to this season in general. Yeah, uh, you know, you have you have a bunch of Pac-12 teams. You know, the Pac-12 teams are what nine and one. Nine and one. Uh, you got USC versus Oregon, and I—it's going to be a close game. But That's going to be an exciting game. Sure. My my ducks are gonna roll. You, know? you think so, Chris Duarte, baby? Yeah, yeah. And you know, let's talk about Gonzaga. How you say, bye bye Gonzaga. Imagine them losing to Creighton. I, I see, and that's the thing, man. I I have a feeling they are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I do have a feeling they they are, and I'm just gonna have to hear you say bye bye Gonzaga, and that's gonna. 
That's going to be there, a tough. Is there a way you can set that as your uh, ringtone <laughs> every time I text or call you? Just bye bye, Gonzaga. And uh, and I won't be surprised though. At the same time, because you know this whole tournament has just been all screwed up. And it is, yeah, but I, I mean, you're 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 seeing. I, I mean, yeah, Oregon went in basically. I mean, they 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 got the win over VCU, and they didn't even play. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> a lot of people are just gonna call that a wash. You know? Yeah, but, but look at what they did to Iowa, number two Iowa. They shut Luca Garza down. Dude, do you know how many people lost money? <laughs> I forget what the number was with the fan. With the it was uh, definitely a couple millions of people. Their brackets are all just oh, washed, it's, washed away, man. I, I feel bad. I mean, I'm I'm gonna feel maybe worse when I see Florida State beat Michigan. But this is one of those. This is one of those. They're not going to be Michigan. This is. Uh, it's going to be. You know, Elite Eight. It's going to be. Yeah. Syracuse, and yeah. Loyola Chicago, Florida State. You got them being Houston. Yeah, Houston. They're 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 stepping back. You know, they they barely beat Rutgers. Yeah, that's true. That's barely true. beat Rutgers. But you they probably took that game off. Yeah, but I mean. Look, look at who they played in the first round. They played Cleveland State. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It's it's going to be it's my elite eight going forward: Syracuse, Loyola, Chicago, Michigan, Alabama. <laughs> I'm going to go just in spite of you. I'm going to go Creighton, Oregon, <laughs> Baylor, and I have I have Oral Roberts knocking Arkansas off. They've, I, I don't know what, I think, you know, it, I've said it before. To be there. Gosh. I know. I've said it before. And, you know, if you never heard of Oral Roberts, you would have never picked them. But if you went to Oral Roberts, you know, and you would have picked them. <laughs> right. But it's like, I mean, Oral Roberts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm riding my ducks. My ducks are going to be the champions, you know, Pac-12 champions, and they're just gonna they're they're gonna go ahead and they're gonna be national champions. Sorry. Watch out for Baylor too, though. Watch out for Baylor. Uh, if they get by this crazy Villanova team, <laughs> would you? I, I'm surprised they they lasted this long though. In Villanova? Yeah. Uh, they, you know, but again, I had them. I had them in this matchup. I had Baylor Villanova. I don't know, man. Granted, I had Purdue facing Villanova. Purdue, yeah. But then I, I mean, I have Sweet Sixteen. My my two that I have set: Baylor, Villanova. Actually, no. I'm sorry, I lied. I got Villanova too. In my, yeah, I got Gonzaga, Michigan. Got Villanova. Um, my my pick Illinois or they're done. (laughs) And I got Houston. Um, I might go with you, Mag. I might go a little little. Loyola, Chicago, honestly. <sighs> Sister Jean. Yeah, to she's be sending those, She's sending those vibes. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll probably pick uh, Arkansas, too, to be Oral Roberts um, as well because uh, my Virginia Tech was supposed to, to win that game. But they, Man, I had both Virginias. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, I hope I don't have to wear this. Show it one more time for our, our listeners. Oh, man. 
Ah, uh, here we go. Man, here we go. Man. I mean, Wait. it's 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 kind of heavy. I mean, it's kind of heavy. Mm-mm-mm. We'll keep it a short episode, <laughs> okay? Because it does get a little hot in here, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing I ever bought. It was like ten bucks online. You find oh. the craziest stuff online. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be a fun, fun one. But, uh, <sighs> you know, yeah, that's my. Those are my elite eight picks, man. Uh, you know, you know. Again, my my final my champion is Michigan. Come on, Juwan Howard, get get these boys to the championship and win. I mean, this is gonna be a tough game against Florida State. I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, I think they can pull it off. I just I don't know, man. This 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 game is scaring me with uh, Gonzaga and Creighton. It's just really scaring me, and uh, you know, it'll we'll be good. As it can do, yeah, it'll be good. But I mean, we got we got the Sweet Sixteen, and then we have the Elite Eight. You know, I, I wish for my birthday. I oh wish, yeah, I wish I wish we could see. Uh, See my Oregon Ducks play, you know, even though it's the day before or whatever. But I don't know. Oregon, baby. Yeah. Go Ducks. Go let's Ducks. Go, let's go Wolverines. Come on, Michigan. I ain't trying to wear this hat, please. <laughs> uh, in my Peyton Pritchard jersey. And the Peyton Pritchard jersey. That's right. As long as I don't have to wear a Duncan Robinson jersey or yeah, say you know LeBron James after every. <laughs> you know it's coming. Yeah, I'm actually gonna wait to order that jersey for you when uh, we uh, when the Elite Eight is is uh, starting up because that will show who's gonna win. Because if you're Oregon, if maybe you're... I'll just buy all the Duncan Robinson jerseys out, so... <laughs> just burn them all. <laughs> uh, oh, just man. buy me a pair of big ball of shoes, and I'll be. <laughs> yeah, you won't get them until. Uh, like eight next, years next, next March Madness. Oh my gosh, big baller! Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we we uh, we got anything else? No, yeah. this is a great episode. Uh, again, shout out to uh, Trey Noble, uh, Trevor Noble, aka Trey. Uh, we appreciate you for coming on and uh, you know, blessing us uh, with your appearance today. Uh, this was a great epi- special episode. Um, and, uh, you know, we're again, for our viewers and listeners, we're coming with more con- content, you know, we're, we're, we're just, again, we just want whoever comes on here just to feel comfortable because we're just two, two dudes that are chill and just, you know, love talking sports, man. And just love getting to know, you know, people. So, you know, again, not only sports, to- just, just everything in general, you know, yeah. we, we talk off sports, we talk sports, we talk whatever you want to talk about yeah. current events. No, not yeah. really. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it was definitely a great episode, definitely humbling episode, and uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna look forward to uh, to seeing Trey just just ball out once they finally get on the field down there. Yeah, and, uh, that'll that'll definitely. I mean, hopefully, I get to see him play, you know, basketball next year. Oh yeah, definitely, you know, and I think it will because it's gonna turn around soon. Hopefully, this COVID crap. Hopefully, yeah. But all right, that all does right. it. Episode uh, thirteen. We're at episode 14. thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Geez. 
we're getting up there, man. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's keep the momentum. Yes, sir. 14 might be a great one. And if not, uh, get ready for 15. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All Good. right. Catch you guys later. All right. This has been another episode of Erase the Chalk Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Erase the Chalk. Message us for any questions you would like for us to bring up or to be a guest. And don't forget to erase the chalk. <laughs>